Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, hello. Welcome back. This is the Sports Cave. This is Robbie talking, of course. I'm always leaning off. And finishing off his beer, as well as... Ah. Uh, oh, shit. Beer. TV's loud. Fantasy season. Oh, shit. Confirm Rambo. Hey, guys. How are we doing today? I'm back. I'm back. Sorry about that. Are you okay? Yep. Yep. We're good. My are TV's at sure? full volume. I couldn't find the remote. Full volume. How loud do you? Well, not full volume, but it was at a higher volume than. Uh, it was at a volume where I could hear pretty goddamn good. Ooh. What What is the comfortable volume for Zach Roden? Was that about twenty? No, it was about like fifteen, 20? maybe. Fifteen. Yeah. It all depends on the TV, buddy. Wow. Uh, that can be turned would... down a little bit, Mark. You're never going to turn this guy down. Well, it came out a little bit wrong. But you understand the premise of what I was trying to say? Maybe, maybe that's a little bit better. Who's uh who's turning twenty eight? Is that you, Robbie? Uh yes, I will be twenty eight on Wednesday. Wednesday will be my twenty eighth birthday. Two more years. Well, Bob, obviously you're going to be the first to wish him a twenty eighth birthday because it's not even his birthday, Bob. Seriously, you can't you can't cheat the system. Like- Jesus, Bob. That doesn't count. Gotta wait till Wednesday. Normally, I'm pretty sure he's the first one because he does stay up all night of the hours. Well, and Bob does love a you. Premature happy birthday. Bob does love still you. Wished a thank you. What do you mean? He's he's ahead of the game. Like he cares. He cares. He said he's your god. So, Marcus, you have the authority. I mean, Please remove that comment because he is far. Mark, from- you keep that comment right in there. And by the way, Mark, welcome to the show as well. Um, lots to talk about today. Not lots to talk about, but. Interesting things to talk about today. Very interesting. Like a bunch of things that we have to talk about is like stuff that Hollywood film directors like would would crave to have. Like, for instance, we're not going to start with this, but is Wander Franco a pedophile? Great on the field. Great with his soft hands. But does he do other things with the soft hands? Also, from what I'm garnering, great at the playground. Big fan of the swing sets. Jesus Christ! Well, like I said, we're gonna get into that later. Um, the, 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 the what is what is it called? The the seesaws. They go up and down, but is there something else? I think going it's a teeter totter, isn't it? A teeter totter. I think we call it the seesaws here. Well, that's gay. The teeter totter is even more. Re- I'm gonna say. It, oh no no no! We're not. Hey hey hey! Come on. Retarded. <laughs> teeter totter is not. That's that's what it's called. In the chats. Um. Mark, but I want to hear some opinions. What do you guys call it? A seesaw or teeter-totter? Yes, this is the sports cave, and this is what we are talking about to start tonight's show off here, folks. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's um, better. About- you know, Robbie, I guess we should start. How was your weekend, Robbie? Uh, Got a me. softball implemented. Uh, we started off Saturday with some softball with uh, some coworkers, and uh, one of the guys absolutely went yabo, hit the ball over the fence. Fence is 300 feet far. 300 that's, feet. That's like, a bomb damn. right there. So then I'm piecing up a lot of these softballs here. I'm just like, why can't I do it? So I went up to him and said, hey, dude, what kind of bat are you using? Is that like another corn dog? He goes, no, nah, this is metal. I said, you're using a metal bat, and I'm trying to outmatch you with bamboo. He goes, yeah, take it for a swing. So I was like, all right, I took it for a swing. I didn't get all of it, and I was still a one hop to the fence. Daddy still got it. Well, you didn't get out of the park, though, so that guy clearly one up to you, so. I mean, when you turn your head like that, you have a bit of a sunglass tan going on. I'm seeing. I do. Uh, yeah, didn't bring. Kind of look like a like a little bit of a raccoon. Kinda. Uh, then I went to play basketball with Steve. 
and a couple other friends. And uh, shout out to Giuseppe Izzo and I. Five times in a row, we won in the uh, shootout contest. There wasn't enough people at the course. To, you had a basketball game with guys named Giuseppe, Steve, and Robbie? And I, Joey and Chris. I would absolutely just run circles around you folks out there. That sounds like the whitest game of basketball. Now, First of all, there's now, five people there. Now, now, well, Giuseppe's Italian. He can run for days. Uh, Is that like yeah. a trademark of Italians? They can run for days? I mean, if you would have said Giuseppe Jamaican, then I would have probably had to agree with you. They can either eat for days or they can run for days. Pepe is faster than anybody that you know, and that's a fact. That's probably not a fact. I know some pretty fast motherfuckers. Do you have anybody who bats in the right-handed spot of the batter's box, softball, grounds the ball to shortstop very hard and still beats out the throw to first base? Yeah, yeah, we have probably... Who? uh, Who? Who? Jeremy Holdred. Jeremy Holdred could do that. Well, I'll tell you what. Someday, bring it... Shout out, Hank. And Giuseppe... Shout out Hank, baby. Uh, hey, yeah, Mark, I see uh, Mark saying a what? Seaside was called in the seventies, so back in the day. So you're living like you're just, you're just an old soul over there. Sure. How was your week? How was your weekend? Hold on, let me guess. Alcohol. Yeah. So Friday, I went to the Jays <laughs> game. Um, we got absolutely yeah, pumped. Eight fourteen to the moon. You said, huh? Yeah, I was uh, ran into our good pal Johnny from the show. Um. We had a good night. I uh, went to this new country bar. They're calling it a country bar. I mean, it really wasn't that country, to be honest with you. It was called Paris, Texas. New one that opened up here in Toronto. And uh, we showed up with, we had a booth. We showed up with 11 guys, right? So, like, normally that's a, that's like a no-no to do at a downtown place. We get there, and the balancer's telling us, he's like, man, he's like, this is kind of what we need because there are so many fucking chicks in there. We need to even out this ratio. And I walked in, dude, and it was just, it was just babe after fucking babe. Mm. And I was all fucked up. I was doing some chatting. Um, you know who uh, you ever watch? Uh, you have TSN down there, obviously, right? In the States? No. You don't have TSN. Okay. You don't know who Cabby is. And Cabby's a TSN guy uh, from Canada. He's like a very essential personality, very fun guy. He was there. I got to meet him for a little bit. Uh, Ex Blue Jay pinch runner, now Hamilton police officer, Dalton Bombay. Got to talk to him for a little bit down there. Uh, Sean Dursey from the Arizona Coyotes got to see him there for a little bit. Talk to him. So there was a few names that were roaming the streets of this place. Uh, and I wish I wasn't so shit faced because I probably would have tried to do some networking, but I was, I was just out of my mind. Uh, Makes- long day of drink with the Jays Friday night. My, uh, my best bud Mike came back from Vancouver. So we had to, uh, make it a worthwhile weekend. So I just got to plug in my, uh, so you know, controller the, best here. Chances, the best chances I ever get is ESPN workers since, the headquarters in Bristol. That's the best chance I ever get. You got a better chance of getting any professional athlete than I can. Oh, do you know? I, I guess uh, you wouldn't know who uh, Nima Nas is, right? No. Okay. You know what? It's not him. It's a guy that he does videos with. I'll send him some videos after. He does these fucking minor league uh, hockey coach videos, like where he pretends he's like a coach of like a minor league hockey team here in Ontario. And Mark they are they are Cheers. fucking hysterical. Yeah, I got to pop my. Uh, I'm gonna have to put my mic down for this. Cheers, Mark. Thank you, and cheers to everybody. Let's get through this work week. It's Monday, but there's always a good day to drink. Any day that ends in Y. Cheers. This show is not supporting alcoholism. Yes, it is. No, it's not. If you have any problem with alcoholism, call the number one eight hundred. That's the the bottom, and uh, have a drink in the bottom. Or enjoy your drinks responsibly. Or I <laughs> know. <laughs> All right. Um, there's a lot. There's a good amount of things to talk. I'm not going to say a lot, but a lot of drama that could probably yeah. 
was all interesting. uh, You know, uh, our long insight slash debates. We'll see. But uh, Zachary, what's the first thing we got to lead off with today? Robbie, just I'm I'm not even going to say what we're going to lead off with. I'm just going to say take the floor because I know I can see the jersey you're wearing. I know there's something you want to talk about. And it's the newest news that we've received. And I'm going to I'm not going to break the news, but we're going to talk about football first here, folks. If you're not if you're not listening, Robbie's rocking his Patriots jersey. The date here is Monday, August 14th. And Robbie, you go ahead and you start us off here with the football news. The New England Patriots, they bring in a former first-round pick, a former offensive rookie of the year, and one of one of the better running backs in Dallas Cowboys history by bringing in Ezekiel Elliott will now join the New England Patriots on a one-year, $3 million contract that is one running back off the board. Okay. I mean, good. Like, that's a pretty good deal, for, I'd have to think. been around for past shows. You've heard me say it a million times. Ezekiel Elliott is probably never going to be the running back that he once was. It's just not going to happen. The, not probably. He will never be. Him. The thing that helped him back in his rookie year was also doing track and field outside of football, kept him in great shape. Where now... You know, he skips out on it. It's not a necessity. It was something he did in college and made him even better as a running back. And that's why he had a great rookie season. It was off from track and field, ran to pro training camps, into the dominant season. What is Zeke good for? Zeke Absolutely is good for the <laughs> He's great for the goal line. The dude can't do what he once did where it was hit somebody and then get extra. He hit somebody a couple of yards in, depending on the gap of the offensive line, and, and basically gets stopped from there. Um, good pass blocker, not to be confused with what the Dallas Cowboys did for his last career snap as a Dallas Cowboy lining up as the center getting absolutely torched. Obviously, that's going to happen when you have someone 330 pounds in front of you right then and there, and you have time to you know prepare yourself. Yeah, good ending. But I do like the the duo of Zeke and Ramondre Stevenson. Big fan of it. Um, Ramondre almost reminds me of Legarrette Blunt. Uh, just a better pass catcher than Blunt was because that's what they had James White and Deion Lewis for. Where Zeke, come third down, if we need someone to give Mac Jones extra protection, as if he already needs it, he has a pretty decent offensive line, two good pass um, blocking tight ends in Hunter Henry, Mike Gusecki, and then you throw in Zeke. It's like he has all the time in the world. I'm a fan of the Zeke signing. I'd rather have brought in Ezekiel Elliott more so than Leonard Fournette or um, Kareem Hunt. Or obviously Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook's going to get, I think, a decent contract. I think the best available option to back up Steamson was Ezekiel Elliott, and they went there. And I'm not and saying that is. A, I mean, that's a pretty good one-two fantastic. punch. But it is a darn good one-two punch. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to say it's going to be great then, but who knows? The it has it, potential it, though. It, could it has be potential right to be great. You see from Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. You guys, I mean, what, I, let's, let's let's pump the brakes. You know what I mean? You have to see what Steamson's potential is. He really broke out last year. Yeah, Nick Chubb seems to just be getting better and better every year. He's like a fine wine. He does. He does. He does. Somebody but... had the peak, but it's not going to be this year, I don't think. But yeah, I was just huh? looking. Actually, Zeke has played a lot more football than I thought he had uh, last few seasons. I thought he was dealing with a lot more injury trouble than that. Obviously, his numbers are way down, but that's because he's kind of lost, obviously, the first role or the number one running back role in Dallas. I mean, I guess just as last year, but last year finished with 876 rushing yards in 15 games played, 14 of those he started. Uh, the year before that, he had 1,002 in 17 games, starting them all. So, I mean, if you can get 
I mean, obviously, I don't, I don't see him being the thousand yard guy, or obviously not going back to when he was getting sixteen hundred, fifteen hundred, those type of numbers. But if you can get that eight hundred seventy six out of him as a backup, I mean, that you can't really ever complain about that. That would be perfect, honestly, because the one thing that Bill O'Brien, Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels, although Josh McDaniels isn't there anymore, they know how to utilize the running backs. They they do. I mean, I'm curious to see how well Damian Harris could potentially do in Buffalo, although I don't think it's going to be anything exceptional. Let's not forget the new thing with the Cowboys. Kellen Moore is gone. Kellen Moore is with the Chargers. That's why I think Herbert might be due for a big year because we saw how many times he made Dak Prescott throw the ball compared to running the football. Let's see what Tony Pollard in that new uh, five foot five midget that's out there for the Cowboys. Let's see what they could do. Now, now, Robbie, we're not going to use words like midget. You've already used midget and retard, and we are not even 15 minutes into the show. Okay? You know how many bad words you've used way worse than this? I don't think so, to be honest with you. Zach. What? You you, you just called Wander Franco a pedophile when it's still under investigation. Okay, because he's getting looked for dating a 14-year-old. Haven't you learned your lesson after what you said to Andrew Wiggins' wife? You no, called I strongly believe that he did this one. I saw the I saw the pictures. I saw the pictures, Wander. I mean, maybe they do things. I'm different. not wandering anymore. Now I know. <laughs> they might do things different to the DR, bro. Well, yeah, guess what, bud? I don't care about different. You're fucking 14 year olds and your country's doing it real fucked up. All right. <laughs> you went to that country. Yeah, and I didn't see anybody banging any 14 year olds. Alleged <laughs> that you know of. <laughs> you know. Oh, I didn't see with my two own eyeballs, that's for sure. But yeah, that's uh, that's one running back off the board now. Um, I saw it today too. I think that uh, another running back, Jonathan Taylor, looks like he's going to be reporting back to camp. So, so that's another guy. I mean, obviously, I he, I, I think he's still probably willing to get traded. Maybe not. Actually, he's not going to hold out. Um, no, I think he's. I don't think he wants to lose any more money. Mikhail Bridges that must raise. What is this? I don't think he wants to lose. Um, Bob. Any more Bob. Bob. He's not wrong. I don't think he wants to lose any money. I think he wants to get his money, show that what he's worth, and see what the Colts do from there. Well, I think we would probably all agree the Colts are going to be shit. Um, yeah, but will they be better than last year is the question that we should be looking at from here. Anthony Richardson has impressed so far in training camps. Training camps, yes. Uh, preseason didn't look that good, but it's obviously it's it's one start. You can't really just go off that. I, yeah. I mean, if we're going to get into it here, I, I think the majority of the top-picked quarterbacks, the, the guys that were picked highest in the draft this year, very much all struggled. CJ Stroud looked terrible against the Patriots, I'll tell you that much. He looked terrible. Bryce Young didn't look very good. Richardson didn't look very good. Um, Stenson from from the Rams, The I mean, we're calling him a rookie because he's a rookie, but he's like, what, 32 years old? Yeah, he's up there in age. Uh, he, looked pretty, he didn't look that bad. Um, there are two quarterbacks that I would like to talk about that I think look pretty fucking good to start off. Okay. Okay. One of them is XBC Lion from the CFL, Nathan Rourke, making his start for the Jacksonville Jaguars, making his preseason debut. Did you see the fucking play this guy pulled off? Yeah, I saw that. If Patrick Mahomes did that, everyone would have lost their shit. And that's true. And you know what? Because I'm looking at the guy's name, and I was like, where the fuck do I know that name from? Nathan Rourke. I'm like, I've heard that name before. And then they go, they show the, I guess there was a BC Lions game going on at the same time. So they, uh, I guess during the timeout or something, they fucking threw the play up on the Jumbotron to the whole stadium and all the fan, the all the players and shit on BC were all going nuts for him. Good for him. Pretty cool thing to see. 
Definitely um, quarterback. And another guy, I got to get his name up here. Um, now, obviously, it's a very short sample size, and I know I'm a Cleveland Browns guy, so I'm a bit of a homer, obviously. I'm just going to say it off the bat right now. And homo. Not a homo. Not a homo. Stats here. Okay, Cleveland Browns. This Dorian Thompson-Robinson fella making crit- – as a quarterback, he's making blocks and shit. Like, the guy is getting out there. He has the one start. He goes 9 for 10, 102 yards with a throwing touchdown for a rating of 100 or QB rating of 142 and a half. Pretty decent, obviously. As I said again, short sample size. But I mean, if, I mean, and it's preseason. You're not, you're not playing against the starters. You're playing against the second strings, third strings, the guys that are out there for the fight of the squad. But he looked good. He looked good. Uh, obviously, we're not in line. Deshaun Watson is going to be our starter. But uh, I'd have to assume that the backup is very much open right now. I mean, Josh Dobbs is probably the guy they're going to be leaning towards, but if I'm looking at the preseason game he had, he went 8 for 16, 77 yards with an interception, and then you got the two other guys battling. Uh, Kellen Mond, never heard of that guy before. 7 for 12, 79 yards, throwing touchdown. So out of the four guys, even Watson himself included, he got in there for three throws. Thompson Robinson had the best game out of the four quarterbacks there, so he's making a name for himself here in Cleveland. Um, but I mean that play that going back the, just that play by Rourke, I mean, that that is just ridiculous. I think those were my two sort of uh I guess I'll say standout quarterbacks for the uh the new guys coming in. You know how many texts I mean I see Ploof here in the chat, but how many texts I've gotten about did you talk Zeke yet? Did you talk Zeke yet? Ploof, we did talk Zeke, but um if you uh if you want proof, you get it right in there. You can you could throw some shit in the chat here. We'll bring it up again, you know. For sure. I mean, uh, I got a reaction to my photo here. Your dad's asking who is the wide receiver in the Patriots game that also played quarterback. That's what I am also trying to figure out here too. Robbie's looking that up. Got McAfee uh, saying, but Luke, yeah, what he, do you uh a lot of somebody's ankles uh Luke, on the last you... on the last drives? Oh damn, Blue, are you excited about the Zeke? Um. This uh, Zika acquisition, accusation. Malik Cunningham, Malik Cunningham, Malik Cunningham was with Louisville last season, and he's not obviously the same player, but his style, a lot of people say, replicates what Lamar Jackson uh, did at his time in Louisville, and even Lamar Jackson gave him some respect on the crazy play that he made. Um, this guy's probably going to remind me of something like Julian Edelman. Not saying he's going to be the next Julian Edelman. Here's what I'm trying to say. He was taken late in the draft. Julian Edelman was taken late in the draft. He played quarterback, but he converted to wide receiver for the draft. Same thing like Julian Edelman. The question is, is he going to put in the same work that Edelman did where Edelman was receiver? He was kick returner. He was a punt returner. He he did some throws as a quarterback. He also played safety in the Super Bowl against the Giants. Like, let's see if this kid's got, I mean, again, it's preseason. It's not like we're going to see on the reg, but you know, you you got some athleticism finally in the New England Patriots, and it brings me a little bit of excitement to see that. God forbid anything happens to Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones, doesn't look like a bad option potentially. Yeah, not too shabby. Not too shabby. It seems like Ploof is not as excited as you about the Zeke signing, but uh, he does see some sort of light at the end of the tunnel with it. So. I Absolutely. Have to agree with what he said about he brings the, up a great point. Like, like I said, it's not the same level as Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, but God forbid, if anything ever happened to one of them, it's a great safety blanket to have. That is very true. 
That's very true. And again, like I said earlier, with Zeke, Mac Jones gets a couple extra seconds, even though he, he already does with, with Hunter Henry uh, Gasecki. Gets a couple more with Zeke. Well, we'll have to wait, see how yeah, she they goes. They don't have the Salvation Army thing in New England, so he could jump in there after a touchdown. They don't have the Salvation thing, or they do have it? They don't. I think the Cowboys are the only team in the NFL. Dude, and then I saw a tweet. I forgot about this. Did, did you see Devontae Smith after a touchdown, like pretend he was a robber, robbing shit out of the Salvation I Army? did see that, yep. Not the best look. I mean, I understand the idea behind it. Not the greatest look. Um, we also have to mention uh, it was the the return of Mr. Damar Hamlin this weekend. And I don't know if people thought he was ever going to suit up again. I was kind of on the page that that motherfucker was never going to suit up again. But obviously, he's a lot tougher than we are. Dude died. He's playing football. For about 10 minutes, he was dead. Um. And I mean that would be enough for me to scream at the TV that day. Do you remember me screaming at the TV that day? I think I do actually recall that. I was like, just cancel the game, let it go. Like it took them too long to make that decision. It should have been made like that. Yeah, because we had just finished our show, right? We had just finished the show. We turned the game on, and it's a couple plays in, and then the dude died. Now I don't know how he did in the game. I saw they put up a few. um, I know he had a few tackles, which I guess that's his job out there. So. I'm assuming his spot's pretty solidified on this team. And also, um, now I know we already I already gave you guys on this podcast one absolute lock bet, and that was the Connor Bedard over 62 and a half points start the season. I don't know if that's still what the number is, but there's another lock bet, absolute lock bet that has to be made. And that I was to lock up later on the show. That is DeMar Hamlin for the comeback player of the year this year. And I believe the odds were like plus 3,000. Yeah, it's like Mac Jones. Mac Jones goes like five. I'm just hypothetical. Five thousand passing yards, forty five touchdowns, eight interceptions. Patriots finish eleven and six. Demar Hamlin, thirteen snaps, two tackles. Comeback player of the year. He died. He died. He came back, and he would deserve it. Get the out! Guy of fucking died and is not no. coming back to play professionally. First no. of all, he's going to play more than thirteen snaps. All right. Yes, he's right. He's going to be the backup from Micah Hyde. Yeah, he'll get more than 13 snaps, so he might get 30. Okay, but like, let's say someone like, God forbid, someone like Mac Jones or someone like Deshaun Watson. Now, here, here's where I'm speaking your language, Deshaun Watson. He could do it too, actually. You know, he could be year. he could be the only one that has a chance to beat him, I think, if we're breaking it down, you know? Yeah, the rapist has a better oh, chance. Oh, my. Okay, this is, this is getting out of hand now here. Hasn't even been a half an hour yet. You've dropped three. Absolute profanities. We have breaking news here on the sports game. Boop, 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 boop. Kyle Shanahan says clearly Trey Lance and Sam Darnold are competing, but Brock Purdy is the QB one. Mr. Irrelevant coming in strong again. Man, what a fall off Trey Lance had third overall. Pick. I was never big on Trey Lance at all. Here's my thing. Was never big on Carson Wentz, and Carson Wentz was nearly an MVP till, till he tore his ACL. But my thing is, at the quarterback position, they really have to wow you. And for me, Trey Lance, D2 school, I get it's like the best program at D2, but like, I I never was wowed by him. Carson Wentz, when you look through his package, I was like, ah, oh, he's pretty decent, but Trey Lance never wowed me. And the 49ers might have gotten lucky with Brock Purdy. Very, 
might have gone lucky. It looks like they've gone an absolute steal out of Brock Purdy. Well, I still think that he has a lot more to prove, Purdy, obviously. If Brock Purdy wasn't what he was, that they keep Jimmy G. Yeah, that's true. You know, but um, because Jimmy G did bring him to the Super Bowl. He's not a great quarterback. He's a solid quarterback and a great um game time, you know, game caller, you know, controlling the clock and shit. But Trey Lance just never wowed me, and I never really thought he'd make it. I mean, he's going to make great payday. He's going to tell a great story to his grandchildren and his future children. He'll be set for life, but I don't think he was ever meant to be a quarterback in the NFL. Well, like you said, the guy's uh, already made some fucking serious coins. So, And you know what? I'm a firm believer that the best job you can have in life is the backup quarterback. You don't get injured. You still get your dick sucked just as much as the starting quarterback because you're still in the NFL. Go out to Teddy Bridgewater. Why does he not get his dick sucked? Um, that and getting injured. Well, yeah, but Teddy Bridgewater, he was he was a fringe guy, you know? Like, you make me he's a like Trey that, Lance. He's like that guy from SpongeBob. Every morning I wake up and I break my arms. And when I go to bed, I break my legs. You know, I, I noticed, I think that, since I've started doing the show with you, might be like the 10th SpongeBob reference you've made on the show. What's wrong with SpongeBob references? Nothing's wrong with it, but it's 2023. You know, maybe let's, let's get some references in this fucking century. Like, I would have said it's more of like a Blue Mountain State situation, you know? No. Ploof wants me to look up how much money Brian Hoyer has made to how many games he's played. Brian Hoyer, career well, earnings. While you, know, you're... Ploof, you, you have a better... I'll do it just for you, Ploof. Career earnings. Brian Hoyer, career earnings. We're wasting time on a backup quarterback. Jesus Christ. Well, he's made a shit ton, I think. Isn't he made the most? Was it Brian Hoyer made like $60 million or something? No, career? I think it was Chase Daniel. Yeah, if one of those guys made like sixty something million dollars or fifty million bucks in their fucking career as a backup quarterback. He, he he got ten million from the Texans in 2015-16, 12 million from the Niners in 2017-18. I'm gonna go by an estimate here, John Plouffe. I'm gonna say close to thirty million. Thirty million. That's a shit ton of money for a backup quarterback. I mean, uh, I'm just trying to find this list here for our next uh, thing to talk about. How many games Brian Hoyer's played? Where the fuck is this thing? Fat goddamn fingers. I can't type to save my life. He's played 76 games. 40 of them he started. Career record of 16 and 24. Yeah, Chase Daniels. Bank. Yeah, do do the chase, Daniel. I gotta find this fucking list. My nose. What the hell is this cocksucking shit? Zachary. What? You 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 can't say nothing, my friend. You have been dropping shit left, right, and center this episode. All right, we're already fucked. Despite playing for sixteen six teams over his thirteen year career, Daniel has only started five games, but has made a whopping forty one million in earnings. Absolutely ridiculous. And he's only started five games to Brian Hoyer's like 40. <laughs> Where the fuck was this list I saw today? What list are you talking about? They released the uh, the score app, released their top 10 fantasy picks, and I wanted to go over with you to see if you agreed with it. You know, I think I saw you share something like that on Twitter, or I saw some on Twitter like that. I thought I saw it on the score app. You know, I guess I could just fucking Google um, score. <laughs> I suppose... Fantasy football rankings. Look at that. 
Okay. Well, this one's from fucking four days ago, but I'm sure it's probably the same one. It's from the score. So let me see what we got here. Yeah. Okay. This was the list here. No, this was not the list I saw earlier today. Jesus Christ, dude. Well, you know what? Watch another topic till you find it. How does that? Okay. Yeah. You know what? Why don't you, uh, we can start talking about uh, the only thing I have left beside that is the Joe Burrow. Uh, and it, I mean, if I'm guessing, it looks like he's back on week one, which is which is bad news for me as a Browns fan. Why is that? I was hoping he was going to be back like week six, you know, give us a little bit of a. Uh, Damn, you're wishing him more pain than he's already going through. Hell yeah, man. What is that? Oh. I'm trying to win out here, kid. You know, there's so many things wrong about you. You wish harm upon others for your team to win games. If that's what it takes to win, dude. I'll shed some fucking blood. Not gonna lie, I have I've done the same thing, but I'm not as bad as my dad. You know, you know what he oh. likes to do. Oh, what does what does Bob like to do? There's actually something I just he saw. Likes that to we yell. Could, uh... He likes to yell when he's facing us opponents in uh fantasy football and comes down to like the last game, I'll be like, Terry's ACL, Terry's ACL, kill him. And kill I'm him. right there with Bob. I am right there with Bob. We're we're gonna get kicked off. We're gonna get we're gonna get kicked off the program. No. Yes. Yeah, maybe if we get kicked off the program, it's because of you, you fucking idiot. You literally just wished someone to tear their ACL and death. As we were talking about Damar Hamlin. Did I say death? No. I did not say death. Well, I can't find this list, so I fucked up, guys. All right? <laughs> and there Why it is in the comment section. Look in the comments section. Bob, you piece of shit, Bob. I was just on your <laughs> side, for fuck's sakes. Fucking Bob, man. You know, this is why I should really... Oh, you know what, dude? Maybe it was on Twitter. Maybe oh I favorited God. on Twitter. Are you okay? Uh, another thing we can talk about, too, for keeping in football is um, this whole Michael Orr controversy coming out. Oh, yeah. What was, like, the sweetest, like, movie, one of, like, the most heartfelt yeah. movies in the history of, like, based on a true story, has now turned into, <laughs> like, a real-life villain situation. So for those of you guys that don't know what me and Robbie are talking about, um, The Blind Side features Michael Orr, which, I mean, if you haven't seen The Blind Side, get out of the fucking rock you've been living under. Great movie. Um, but a white family takes him in. Uh, I think, was he like an orphan or something? Or doesn't have a family? He couldn't live with his mother because his, allegedly his mom's like a big drug lord. Yeah, so moves now, in it's with It's all this... allegedly, yeah, because like, yeah. here he can't most of the movie's fake. So this is all off of, you know, allegations. So... As Robbie said, allegedly, uh, can't live with his mom. So he moves in with his white family. It's all based on a true story. Uh, Michael Orr then makes it to the NFL, where I believe he played for the Ravens. Was it? Who did he play for? Drafted by the Ravens. He also played for the Panthers, and I think he also had a stint with the Titans. So decent little career, decent little career. Uh, and then it comes out today that he is trying to, uh, I guess, sue. The family that took him in because apparently they never legally adopted him. They used him to make millions and millions of dollars off that movie where he saw nothing. Uh, this is a big turn of events that I never saw because I, I was I, that movie is such a feel good story. Now the movie's just completely ruined for me. And if that is actually true that this family did that to the guy, you guys are fucking pieces of shit, disgusting losers. If they're supposed to be as rich as they are as they are in the movie, because like they made out. Because I remember they're like he owns this KFC. That Popeyes, that Taco Bell, it's like you own like sixty five different like food chains. Like, yeah, it is a little. Uh... I know it's Tim McGraw, but like, are we are we showing what Tim McGraw owns, or are we showing what? You know? Well, first of all, Tim McGraw, I don't think has anything to do with it. He was just the actor. 
in the, right, uh, in that's the show? What I'm saying maybe maybe instead of like being like, you know, you know, they're using Tim McGraw as the dad and just like spreading fake news. Tim McGraw's a rich motherfucker. I, I don't think Tim McGraw is going to get any backlash from this. Uh, Do you think he was banging Sandra Bullock off camera? I mean, I would try to definitely cream pie Sandra Bullock if I was on that movie set with her. As well. Would you, you wouldn't try to give her the old CP3? Sure. CP3. It, it just cream pie and then it was. Uh, oh. Yeah, I got it. I got the list, dude. I got the list. After all the soul searching and talking about how you want to creep by Sandra Bullock, there it is. Oh, maybe not. Dude, are you serious? Oh, top show. Yeah, this is right here. Could you make up your mind? Okay, you know what? I'm just going to go over this list here. I'm just going to go over this list here, okay? I think this is the one. So this is the updated, updated um, fantasy rankings for next season, okay? At number one. I think everyone's going to have Justin Jefferson after his last season, which is who they have here. Do you want to take it? Do, do you want to take a swing, Robbie? Who the top five they have here are? And not any specific order. No, in in order, in order. I'm going to say, are, can you still hear me, or are you frozen? You I can, can hear, hear you. Me. I'm afraid. I'm afraid because uh, the internet provider was not called, and I got two more weeks of this, and we'll see what happens. We're going to do our best out here, Zach. All right. Well, you're still not frozen on my screen, so. I'm going to go, you said Justin Jefferson. I'm going to say Austin Eckler. Not second. He's third. Okay. I'm not going in any specific order. Christian okay. McCaffrey. Yep. Tyreek Hill. Nope. No Tyreek. Uh, Jamar Chase. Yep. Nick Chubb. No. Derrick Henry. No. Travis you wouldn't Kelsey. believe, you wouldn't believe where they have Derrick Henry on this list. Travis Kelsey. No, he's another receiver. Stefan Diggs. And he's white. Cooper Cup. Yes. <laughs> oh, so this list breaking news here on the sports cave once again. Dalvin Cook signing with the Jets. Dalvin Cook is signing a one year deal with the Jets up to eight point six million dollars, according to ESPN's Adam Scheffler. So there it is. So what I didn't bring up, which I should have was. This definitely opens up the market for Dalvin Cook because he was interested in New England and he was interested in him. Aaron Rodgers took that massive pay cut. In comes Dalvin Cook. So now, I'll tell you what. Brees Hall dropping significantly. 100%. I I would stay away from Brees Hall now. I wouldn't even touch any Jets running back. I mean, Brees Hall. That's what I say. What I said when we were doing the ranks, I said if they got Dalvin Cook, I think I'm putting both those guys far out of my top 10. Oh, Robbie. Robbie, I think my partner might have froze here, folks. Let me just turn this TV up, see if I'm still going. Hello? Oh, this isn't good. Oh, there we go. This I I turned off the box, so I'm gonna have to look through everything on my phone. That's okay. Hopefully. Are we uh are we live now? Can people hear us? We're live. Okay. I'm going to have to uh, figure where this is in the uh, thing to edit this fucking shut out here. What time is it here? 7.05. So I'll be about 35 minutes in. 40 minutes. Okay, that's no problem. That's no problem. Dalvin Cook going to the Jets. Uh, Like we were just talking, uh, they are definitely, both those two running backs are going to lose significant fantasy points now. Because you basically have two, you have two starting running backs now. And just like that, there's a new one-two best punch of running backs in the league. 
Yeah, who's going to be the backup for Cleveland? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think it's looking. Let me pull up their depth chart right now. Now, if I'm correct, I still don't think Kareem Hunt signed the contract with the Saints because I believe he went to go look. He went down with the Colts. No deals in place. And I think the, the Saints are the only team left. Um, All signs are pointed to him to signing there. So then the last notable running back out there that could sign a contract with anybody is Leonard Fournette, who was basically on his way out with Jacksonville and only made his way back in because of Tom Brady with the Buccaneers. Yeah. Um, so as their second um, running back, they have a guy named Jerome Ford. I don't think I've ever heard of him before. And the third guy I've heard of before, Demetric Felton Jr. I actually think he's done pretty well, too, to start off this train, uh, this preseason and training camp. So maybe he ends up taking that um, second spot. Only time would tell. Here's Next. my worry with the Jets now. I'm not saying they're... I don't want to see what happened to the Eagles, like, 10, 11 years ago when it was supposed to be the dream team and it all came to like a giant failure. And I think the difference will be Aaron Rodgers versus Michael Vick. I don't like, obviously I'm not a fan of the Jets. They're supposed to be the rivalry for the Patriots, although I don't really hate them because we whooped on them for so long that I have no hatred towards them. Where's Steve? I don't want to see the Jets like fall to eight, nine or seven and 10. Don't want to see it happen because like that'd be one of the like, that would be the worst the biggest failure in NFL history if that team was to fail with all the superstars. Think about it. Aaron Rodgers, uh, uh, Dalvin Cook, Michael Carter, Garrett Garrett Wilson, Wilson. T.J. Uzumwa, Brees Hall, Brees Hall, Sauce Gardner. I think they have Carl Lawson or Shaq Lawson, one or two. I think it's Carl Lawson, C.J. Mosley, Sheldon Richardson, Shelton Richardson, or Sheldon and Shelton or something like that. That's got to be confusing. so much talent. On this team, I, I don't want to see this team like completely go up into oblivion. I'm really hoping they hit all cylinders. Well, I mean, all signs are pointing that direction. I mean, they've kind of furred up every single fucking position. God, I got this fucking there's like a fluff or something in my nose is driving me goddamn crazy right now. A what a fluff? Yeah, something, man, like a dust ball or something. Well, I'll tell you why. I was uh, passing on uh, the highway and they were cutting the grass, and I saw all the pollen like come up yeah it's been bothering me after that yeah big old fucking sneeze attack mm-hmm. but it took me 10 fucking years to find this list let me go through this fucker for you so i got five so six through ten well i'm gonna name them from one through five because you just named the five um number one justin jefferson two Kristen mccaffrey three austin eckler four jamar chase five cooper cup six they have tyreek hill seven they have Bijan robinson Ah, <laughs> uh, Mark, shut up. Eight, they have Nick Chubb. Nine, they have Travis Kelsey. Ten, Tony Pollard. So that's the top ten these guys have. They're missing names like Stefan Diggs. Yeah, that's who they have at their top ten here, the score ranking. Stefan Diggs, 11. CD Lamb, 12. Tony Pollard over Saquon? Yeah, Saquon. They had Rob Robinson is the third running back on the death chart right now. I can't even fucking see Saquon on this list. What? Oh, sorry. Saquon's 14th. Say they have Over Saquon Derek as 14th. Henry? Derek Henry, they have as 18th. So I don't know who's making these fuck. That's why I wanted to bring this list what? up because I was reading this today going, what the fuck is going on here? What? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that- the guy at the score app is doing some of the finest crack cocaine 
that I'm sure money can purchase um, for coming up with this list here. Should I say it for a second time? No, no, no. You, you're, you're off. You're off the list. All right. Just say it for fuck's sake. I can just see it in your goddamn eyes. That's retarded. There you go. Mark, I'm trying to stop him, Mark. I'm trying to stop him. But he's just, uh, he just has a mind of his own. The church shall set everyone free. It is. And not to mention, too, I would. Where's Jalen Waddle on there? Jalen Waddle, they have at 21. They have Chris Olave ahead of Jalen Waddle. Chris Olave. Chris Olave, whatever the fuck his name is. Well, they're they're expecting a big season out of him because he actually has a quarterback now. Derek Carr is definitely better than Carson Palmer. Taysom yeah, Miller. but that's very true. Um, but did you did you notice a, a bit of a theme here in this first round? It, I mean, if, if this guy is uh, the fucking Rankins guy, it seems like uh, the tide is kind of being changed from more wide receivers to more uh, less running backs. As running, the running back depth chart is definitely more open than it's been. In a long time. And a lot of it has to do with like a lot of the bad teams last year. Running backs were performing pretty well. Not for nothing. Normally the running back for the Patriots is by committee. Ramondre Stevenson was incredible last year. Damian Pierce, I believe his name is, but I know his last name is Pierce with Houston was awesome. Um, Chubba Hubbard filled in for Christian McCaffrey very well. Cordell Patterson was great for the Falcons last year. Jamal Williams was great for the Lions last year. He's now Travis Etienne too. Travis Etienne was great for the Jaguars. You know, uh, who, who's the guy from uh, Seattle? Uh, Walker. Kenneth Walker. Yes, Kenneth Walker was great last year. Fucking, I'm on fire today, guys. Shit. I'm like, on the fire. The running back market was insane last year. Yeah. You know, maybe they're thinking it's going to be another big bounce back. But my thing is, too, I also think wide receivers really deep, too. The one position that's really, 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 really lacking like it normally is is tight ends. Kelsey, Mark Andrews, if Darren Waller's healthy, he could be up there. George Kittle potentially could be up there. David Njoku was looking for like another like step up from where he went last yeah. year as his Evan Ingram. I'm hearing a lot of positive about the Kyle Steelers Pitts. guy. I know we Pat haven't really... Primrose. I mean, there's definitely... There's another, another position where there's a lot that are a lot of good guys available. Obviously, I mean, Kelsey, there, there's... Kelsey just stands above the rest of them. Zach Ertz, too, could be another guy he could... Uh, I mean, he, obviously, he's getting older, but... Well, they said um, Zach Ertz will probably be ready for week one after he said there was no chance about a month ago. It looks like he might be ready week one. Well, there you go. There you have it, folks. But yeah, I had to bring that list up because, I, I mean, I, I know I have a very... Not a very limited... I have a limited football knowledge. You know, I'm getting into the sport. Uh, but even I read that list and said, that's that's a little bit fucking ridiculous. No, no, no. Say say what you really want to say. I said it's ridiculous is what it is. That's what I wanted to say. You're probably saying for Wander Franco. Well, you know what? We're done with Let's football. Do the football stuff. Oh yes, yes. We. You know what? Let me pull that list. Up I want to go through I, Sun first. I want to go through Sun first. I, I, saw I wore the shirt for a reason. I know, but I I, I saw Sun on um, Sports Center that you probably appreciate. Just a few uh, of the players. I'm going to go through a few of them because there's ten of them on here. I'm just going to go through notable ones of NFL players whose kids are now in college. And we start off with Marvin Harrison, the Colts. Obviously, we know Marvin Harrison Jr. was insane for the Ohio State last year, and he'll be playing for them again. Jerry Rice's son, Brendan Rice, at USC. Antonio Gates, his son, Antonio Gates Jr., at Michigan State. Emmett Smith, his son, E.J. Smith, at Stanford. Frank Gore's son, at Southern Miss. Kurt Warner's son, E.J. Warner, looks like he's quarterback for Temple University. And that's it, because the other two, I... 
Oh, Jason Taylor. I'm worried about who Jason Taylor is. Jason Taylor, Joy Taylor, the girl who works for FS1 that used to do the show with Skip and Shannon a long time ago, brother and sister. She hot. His son, Mason Taylor. She is hot. Nice. Mason Taylor at LSU. And Jeremiah Trotter Jr. at Clemson. That's all I want to get out. That's a lot of uh, ex-NFL semen running around that field right now. How many? How many of <laughs> Philip Rivers and Antonio Camardi's kids are going to be in college Dude, football? Like, well, Philip Rivers. I mean, that guy. Hey, Philip. You ever heard of something called a condom? They invented it quite a while ago. If you come in the condom and not into your wife's box, then you won't get her pregnant for the eleventh time. Okay. At least he's not pulling he, out the I Nick think, Cannon, I think, though. I think he. I think he has twelve kids. I think he just had his tenth. Because he was. <laughs> what, what number was he? He was number ten, wasn't he? Yes, uh, yes, Brittany. Emmett Smith played for the Dallas Cowboys. And could you guess the other team he played for, Zachary? Could you guess the other team Emmett Smith played for? No. Arizona. Shit. <laughs> um, Bob, to answer your question, I would not consider picking Travis Kelsey first overall in any sort of fantasy draft. First overall? No. I, I could definitely see him going top five. I, I would consider taking him first round. The number one pick, I think, is absolutely idiotic. Yeah, that would be... That would be quite, quite the reach. I would never take any tight end in their absolute prime. That includes Gronk. That includes Tony Gonzalez. As the first Travis overall pick. First overall pick. No. 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 But no, no, no. Um, I have this list here for college football folks. They finally, re- or they finally, they released the first preseason power rankings. Obviously, I don't want to say these don't really mean much, but they don't really mean that much. You know what I mean? This could very well change, and it will change by the, the time the season's end. But before the season starts, they have number one, obviously, um, back-to-back champions. You have to give it to the Georgia Bulldogs. They're the best team in the nation the last couple of years. So, obviously, you got to expect them to be good again this year. They're going to have a new quarterback. But who knows what's going to happen? They very well easily could be another nasty team. And, obviously, they're going to be nasty. They're being projected number one. Number two, my arch rivals, the Michigan Wolverines. Now, Michigan and Ohio State, they have some fucking battles. Michigan, they have turned into an absolute powerhouse. Uh, Harbaugh's still their coach too, right? I mean, yes, and he was, um, he was suspended for four games, and that was all because of like him buying lunch or dinner for some of the recruits. Yeah, what a stupid rule. Absolute BS. It has been revoked, and he won't serve a game. Thank God. There you go. They made the right decision on that one. Um, so Michigan number two, right behind them, my team, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Um. Michigan, Ohio State, I could definitely see both these two teams being in this top four at the end of the season. Uh, the way it normally goes, is they go undefeated or maybe they lose one game, one of the two, and then they face each other at the end of the season, and that's kind of where the rankings comes by of who goes higher. Uh, last year it was Michigan, those little fuckers. But this year, come on, Buckeyes, let's go for it, baby. Buckeyes, number three. Number four, a very familiar team, the Alabama Crimson Tide. You don't say much about Alabama, Nick Saban. That's their lowest seeding. For Alabama, could you guess what year? 2011. 2009, very close. Damn it. That's the close they've been in the college AP polls since 2009, like preseason. Yes, because I was going to say, they've definitely been lower than that. They had the one year in like 2018 or 2016 or something, they were pretty shit. This is one of my few. This is one of my two guaranteed bets. Alabama National Championship winners this year. I mean, that Look is it. a that's everyone a guaranteed is bet. counting out Nick Saban. 
there's two people you don't piss off. That's Nick Saban and Tom Brady. Oh, well, I'll tell you who my uh, dark horse um, pick is to win this year's national championship. Uh, and before I tell you about them, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say number five because the team that I want to pick is going to be number six. Don't say Ohio State. I'm not going to say Ohio State was number three. Um, and Ohio State wouldn't be a dark horse. If you're ranked in the top four, I can't really see that. You, you know what I mean? Um, LSU is number five. And a team that I could see very well possibly winning this, number six, USC. They got the quarterback. They have the best quarterback in, in college football. I mean, that's, you have that, you already have a head start. I really don't know anything much about the team besides that, <laughs> but I know Caleb Williams, and he's a fucking dog. Jerry Rice's kid. I just went over this. Jerry Rice's Jerry kid. Jerry Rice's kid, right? Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, you know, we'll go through the top. You want to do the whole top 25 or just the top 10? Top 10, because I'm going to shit on number 11. Okay. Number seven, Penn State. Number eight, Florida State. Number nine, Clemson. Number 10, Washington. And number 11, get them out. Out of the poll, I'm tired of seeing them every single year. They stink. You keep trying to bring them back like they're going to be a great program. They're not. They're trash. Their time is dead, as well as the whole university pertains to every sport. Football, basketball, baseball, cheerleading, water polo, I don't care. They're done. Get Texas out of the top 25 for the love of God. I'm wow. so sick and tired of seeing Texas in the top 25 every single year for them to like, oh, this is the year. This is the year Texas is going to be great. And then they stick. Get them out. Matthew McConaughey would be offended by you right now. He's also a loser, according to Family Guy. And Family Guy's right. Family Guy is always right. They're always right. Obviously, like I said before, um, it's the preseason rankings, so these are not how the season's going to finish. This is going to be flip-flopped upside down. I am surprised that they have LSU in the top 10. I am surprised they also have Florida State in the top 10. There's two teams below listed here that aren't in the top 10 that I would put in the top 10. Can I guess? That, sure. Is Notre Dame one of them? No. Tennessee? Yes. Tennessee and Utah? Nope. Oregon? Nope. Okay. Kansas State? Nope. Oh, TCU from last year. TCU. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going Tennessee, through the list. Like, TCU deserves to be in the top 10. I know That's they went on a crazy one that no one imagined, but but you know what? Damn it. Like, they deserve it. That's what I understand how they do these rankings, though. Like, I mean, I guess you're doing this, like, the roster projections. Do they exactly. project it off like they did recruiting? Like, how do you have Georgia as number one with a brand new quarterback coming in to learn brand new system? Or maybe not coming in. I guess he's probably been a part of the team as a second string, but. Did you see the uh, other receiving votes for all the uh, organizations? Other receiving votes. Texas Tech had 101 votes, followed by South Carolina, UCLA, uh, Utah State, Arkansas, Boise State, Pittsburgh, Kentucky, Troy, Louisville, Auburn, Minnesota, Duke, Toledo, Mississippi State, Florida got four, Baylor, Illinois, Coastal Carolina, NC State, South Alabama, James Madison, and Liberty. That's quite the fucking list right there. Just go, Zach, did you see who's not? How the hell do we not think of this? Who's not listed in the top 25 here? Who's not listed in the top 25 here? The team that you said is going to be like on the big come up. I, well, I, I did notice that Colorado wasn't in here. Yep. They didn't um, get a vote. Well, you, you, it is the first season. I, I said that they would be a sick team in like the next three to five years. I think once you give them time to get the recruiting to come in and all that shit. 
Um, maybe I jumped the gun a little bit, but then again, as I said, this rankings are, I mean, I could definitely see Colorado sneaking the way in with Deion Sanders being their coach and the guy bringing all the talent. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm actually more excited for college football than I have been in a long time. And yeah, I was going to point that out. Um, Liberty was eight and two, I think last year when UConn faced them and UConn beat them. I'm not saying UConn's going to be in the top 25, but that program is going to be on the come up if Jim Morris stays for a while. And I'm really excited to see what UConn does this year as they take the next step. Where did Liberty come in? Are they in this top 25? No, but they got at least one vote to be in the top 25. They were top 25, I think, two years ago when Desmond Ritter was on the team. Desmond Ritter, he's turned out to be a superstar. Sonk. Johnny Menzel. Speaking of which, I still got to watch the I haven't watched. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched it I haven't either. I want to finish off the quarterback thing, and then I want to watch Johnny Menzel. I got to watch that quarterback thing, too. I meant to watch that yesterday, and then I ended up watching Get Out. There was was somebody else. There was somebody else I saw that they had on the uh, Untold thing as well. I forget who. I was browsing through yesterday. I'm like, really? Outside of Johnny Menzel? I forget who the hell it was. It had me fascinated. I can't think. Excuse me. I don't think it was McGregor that fascinated me. It was someone else. I don't McGregor remember. had a uh, he had a, a Netflix not not through the Untold. I think he had his own little yeah. There's another documentary. One. I forget. Well, that's what our friend Google's here for. Netflix Untold, untold. episodes. Here we go. Uh, Swamp Kings, Hall of Shame, Swamp Kings. Well, this is not what I'm looking for here. <laughs> Did you type it in correctly? I typed it in right. It uh, what was it before? They had Jake Paul was the other one they had for the Untold. I didn't give a shit about Jake Paul. I think you're a Jake Paul guy, dude. Big Jake Paul gay boy. You fuck about Jake Paul. That... Hey, I, hey. I, I will say I, I do. I do kind of like Logan Paul. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, you like like him. Why don't we get back into sports here, all right? I thought before I was going to take it to the next level on you. <laughs> Let's talk talking about some MLB. We, we've gone through all of our NFL news here for the day. We did about an hour of NFL today. When's the last hey, time we hey, say we can do that? I'll tell you what. Pretty soon, ladies and gentlemen, you know how it goes, pending our softball schedules. Mondays and Thursdays, we'll be back. Mondays and Thursdays. And I guess what I think when we do that, Thursday is going to be like I guess this is going to be full sport cave episodes, not just uh not just football yeah, for Thursdays. That's what I've always done is like lead off with like the picks and like you know over review with the NFL and all that stuff, but mainly the picks. Like, have we have we decided if we're going to do like a bet for our picks this year? Like me and Kyle are supposed to, and then kind of fell off. Well, yeah, because you fired him, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, we haven't decided about doing a bet for our picks yet, but. Uh, I began to do a bet. I'm just breaking your pulse, buddy. Damn. I wasn't fired. I was let go. I but you wouldn't Kyle, know the difference. When I told Kyle, he's like, honestly, dude, thank God. Like, I kind of dread coming out. I'm like, oh, that's sad. He probably just hated talking to you, which, I mean, is, is, it's understandable. I could, I could see where he comes from. <laughs> Bob, you're fired. Robbie, I'm just breaking your balls, but this is the moment I wanted to talk about here with you folks. MLB. Oh boy. Like I said earlier, Wander the pedophile Franco. For those of you that haven't seen the news, Wander Franco is being accused of having a sexual relationship with a 14-year-old Dominican Republic lady. Sorry, girl. She's not a lady yet. She's a girl. All right. Now we don't know if this is true or not, guys. 
So I'm not going to go too hard in the paint of Mr. Wanda Franco. You went hard in the paint when you said Wanda Pedophile Franco. Well, because I saw the pictures. He's kissing her on the cheek. They're looking very coupley. I don't read Spanish, so I couldn't exactly translate the message in the thing. But Spanish is a sexy language, and it looked like it was a sexy message. That's all I can. That's all I can garner from what I read. But I mean, dude, this this is kind of fucked up. Like this is all coming out. The guy's now off the six game road trip. He's got to stay home, which is which is kind of fucked up because it just gives him more chances now to go after that fourteen year old girl. Like I feel like it'd be safer to bring him along and do the investigating with the team instead of letting. They don't want it to be a distraction, although it's already a distraction now. It's very much a distraction uh, because the guy's being accused of fucking a 14-year-old. Yeah. I mean, that that's insane. It, if, this, if this comes out to be true, then this is the dumbest fucking human being on planet Earth because he's, I think, 22 years old. Very young. Very the guy young. has his whole life. He's going to be a superstar. Well, sorry, might have been a superstar baseball player if all this comes out true. But he's kissed his whole fucking career away. He's kissed his, not even career, sorry. He's kissed his whole life away. He's Carl Maloning it. Except he hasn't gotten her pregnant that we know of. Yeah, you know what? I guess it did kind of work out for Carl Malone. So those were different times back then. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter, I hate to say it that way, but they were different times Twitter back then. Twitter was sorry, X wasn't a thing back then. Yeah, we gotta figure it out, Elon Musk. X is not working. Elon Musk. Figure it out because X is gay. Fucking gay, dude. What it is. I said it, dude. We look at the surprise in your face there. But yeah, I mean, Wanda Franco, I, I, you got to hope to God this comes out that it's not true, but eh, the pictures I saw, true. it's not, it's it doesn't look good. True. It doesn't look good. We'll, we'll say that. Um, I don't want to get too political, so I'm not going to go too in deep on it until we know all the news. But I'll tell you one thing right now, folks. This comes out that this actually happened. We're probably going to get taken off Twitch because I'm going to go absolutely into this rapist. Sorry, not rapist, pedophile. Why, why don't you do the same thing with Sean Watson? Because Deshaun Watson's not fingering 14-year-olds. Rob, it's a weird thing to say. All right? He did, he did allegedly, like, 30 women. That were of age. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's, uh, let's get into something... <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you have any more you'd like to say about Mr. Wander Franco? Thank you, Mark. Thank you. 30. That's it. That's a small number, man. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what more to say. Um, it's not a good look. Actually, I have one thing I'd like to say about it, too, before we. This isn't going to be that bad. I hope not. If you're Wander Franco and you're 22, you could snap your fingers. And have a threesome with two absolute 10 out of 10 bombshells that are the same age of you. Same age as you. Why are you going for that playground pussy? I don't understand it, man. Why are you dipping your fingers into those unchartered waters, man? It ain't right. It ain't right. And that's all I got to say about that. Stay away from that playground pussy, Wanda Franco. Just finished. She just got over her brats and Barbie dolls two years ago. Yeah, Jesus Christ, man. Hey, put that brats down. I got something else you can play with. Oh, man. Yeah, Anyways, this is... Um, 
before is- we get kicked off here, you know, I, I feel like we should switch. We should switch it up a little bit. We, we, I might get a notification for Twitch saying you need to get kicked off out of here. Well, now it's your turn to get kicked off because my next thing on this list, New York Yankees blowing a four-run lead in the bottom of the ninth to the Miami Marlins. Now, Robbie, is this just something you're used to now at the season? I, I know the disappointment's already settled in, so I really, I feel like you don't really care that much anymore. Um, but I watched, uh, the game. I watched the game. Oh, that's and uh, I never feel comfortable with Clay Holmes' amount. You know what the problem with that is, Zach? I'm I'm sure being the Blue Jays fan, you know, closers have come and gone. There's probably been times where you're like very very comfortable. I probably said the most comfortable close you probably ever had was Roberto Ozuna. Yeah, woman beater. Woman beater, but he closed out games. He closed out games, and he closed the door on her face. Um, wow. When you go from the greatest, arguably the greatest pitcher of all time, I don't care. Again, it's only one inning, but dominant, dominant. When you go from Mariana Rivera, and then you go through, these are the list of like people that have closed out games post Mariana Rivera. David Robertson, Andrew Miller, Dellen Batantis, Aroldis Chapman, Chad Green's closed out games. Wani Peralta's has closed out games. Tommy Canley's closed out games, who, who also gave up the run. I can't really blame Canley for that. Don't blame one bit. Clay Holmes. It, it It's hard when you go from such elite, you know, to, from Mariano Verta, who's going to be that guy to fill in most shoes? It hasn't worked out with a lot of these closers. And not at all. I'm not a big fan of Chad Green's stuff. Because I know that Mariano was the same pitch over again, cutter, cutter, cutter. But it was just too hard to get a piece of if you're a hitter. Chad Green has no control. It's it's Aroldis Chapman 2.0 all over again. Next thing you know, Aroldis Chapman leaves the Yankees. He's throwing 100 to 103 mile an hour pitches again, where he could barely hit 96 last year with the Yankees. I'm not mad at the hitting. Not mad at, you know, certain hitters on the team for the Yankees. Not mad at, I'm not even mad at Clay Holmes. I'm really not. You can't tell me Aaron Boone, if you're the manager, I don't know how you always feel comfortable with this guy coming in to close out games. When you look at numbers, he's having somewhat of a good season. But if you watch the games, if you don't look at the numbers, it feels like every time he's in there to close out, there's at least one to two runners left on base in a situation where the game could be tied or given away. And they lose the game. And it's not like Miami's a a drag of a team because they're still fighting for the uh, wild card. Also, Very much in that battle. I am a uh, Miami Marlins fan as well. That's my NL team. So I'm still in the playoffs somewhat. Uh, what a cop out. I knew they were in trouble. The second I saw they walked Jazz, he tried snagging Josh Bell's ground ball when he should just let it go on through. It's probably a double play game to end the game. When Elisa Rise came up, the guy who went to the game betting 366. There's nothing, and I mean nothing, to be comfortable about. Yeah, the guy hits everything. He fucking hits everything. Yeah, Loisco, you're right. He closed out too, but I'm not going to say you bring in Jonathan Loisco in that ninth inning because this guy's fresh off the IL. I don't know. I mean, then again, too, for Aaron Boone, as mad as I am at him, he didn't have much to work with. Two straight games of uh, the bullpen openers, you know? I mean, the inky season is was finished a long time ago when I said it was in the first week of July. Cortez is probably up for the rest of the year. Domingo Herman is an alcoholic. 
Luis Severino is going to pitch against the Braves today. And the Braves, did you know this? I had to let Marcus know this. Matt Olson, I think, has 42 or 43 home runs in the air. The Atlanta Braves, as a team, have 41 losses. 41! This guy's got more home runs than they have losses. That's insane. And I'm, you know... Well, they're a hell of a fucking ball team, man. Yankee season's over. I'm going to the stadium one last time, and that is to get my Aaron Judge bobblehead. And then... I don't even know if I'm looking forward to next season. There's so many holes they have to fill. They have to fill center field. Harrison Bader's set to be a free agent. I don't know if they bring back Bader. I love Harrison Bader. He's always hurt. They don't have a left fielder. They don't have a third baseman. Actually, they do have a third baseman if they could bring him back on a cheap contract because you know what? He's proved his worth. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa deserves to come back to the New York Yankees. He's on everything the right way. When everyone hated him last year, people went up to his car, banging on his car at, at the playoffs. I never really had that hatred towards Isaiah Kiner-Falefa because he knew that he wasn't performing. I don't even have hatred towards Luis Severino. I feel like the Yankees are sabotaging him as well. Ah, uh, he sucks. He's not good anymore. He's not what he once was. I don't know what it is, but I'll tell you what. Dare I say the New York Yankees should really think about doing what the Blue Jays did? I guess this reverts into you, Zach. Why don't they send him down to AAA like the Blue Jays did to Alec Manea? Yeah, I mean, if you're playing the way Manea is playing, the way Severino's playing, you got to make that move. You're it's right. a little bit easier for the Jays, though, because we we had that um, we, we were kind of like once Ryu came back, we're looking now like, OK, we got six guys. We're getting now sort of to the end of the season. Obviously, it would be nice to have the six man rotation to go into the playoffs. I don't want six man rotation in the playoffs, but to give the guys a little bit more rest leading up in the playoffs would have been nice. But dude, you cannot trust that fucking fat piece of shit on the mound. I can't trust Severino like tomorrow. I'm probably putting at least 10 bucks on the Brave score, at least one run in the first inning. Acuna, Alves, Riley, Olsen. Yeah, it's a pretty stacked start of the line up there. Huh. <laughs> Michael, the center fielder. This is for Marcus. The center fielder, number 23, Michael Harris, is the number nine hitter on that team. That's nuts. Well, now you got Marco hard as a rock over there. He's he's all hard capping. He's uppercasing in the comments section. Mark, you got a hell of a team this year with the Braves. You got a hell of a team, but we'll remind you the Jays swept him. I will uh, leave that one out here. You know who else swept? swept I think we, we don't know if we swept. We know we won the series. You know who swept them? Who? Kansas. The well, just on the same levels. Well, you know what? I mean, uh, I guess it is baseball. Anything can happen. I'm pretty sure my softball team could take down the Oakland A's in a three-game series, though. You know what, Zach? As bad as the Yankees are, I'll tell you what. I'd rather be going through what I'm going through as a Yankees fan than going through... Shut up, Mark. Going through what Mets fans are going through this year. Yeah, Mets fans have a rough, but um, I, I, you know what? It, they have it, like, double-penetrated beer bottles up their ass. That bad. Zach, after the luxury tax threshold that he went over, because there's like two levels of it, he went over the second level. He has a total payroll, and I get it's pocket change, but in terms of history of baseball, this is terrible. $500 million to be in last place in the NL East. They're in last. That's they are be now a behind the Washington Nationals. That's got to be a record. It's the biggest failure by any ball club in the history of baseball. It's atrocious. And and 
I listened a little bit to uh, a morning show here for uh, ESPN New York. The two pitchers that they didn't bring back led them in innings pitched last year. One of them I mentioned a million times. Who's one pitcher? That they didn't bring back was Chris Bassett? Yes. Chris Bassett and Taiwan Walker. Let them both go. Jose Quintana didn't start till a couple months after the season. Verlander, he didn't start till late in the season. Uh, Scherzer, cheater, got suspended 10 games. The only positive thing that they got going for them is Cody Sanger, the guy they brought in from Japan. Outside of that, nothing's good. Jeff McNeil, batting title, batting trash this year. Yeah, it has been a, uh, I would say, a complete 180 from what uh, Mets fans would have had to assume was going to be the season. Mets fans have it way worse than Yankee fans have it. New York is not bad, eh? We're now, like, now Mets fans can, like, they're like, all right, season's over. I'm moving on to my New York Giants, moving on to my New York Jets, and moving on to my Buffalo Bills. Where Yankees fans are, we're stuck. We're like, there's a glimpse, but we're done. But there's still a chance, but we're 100% done. But, you know, hypothetically speaking. No, you guys are done. I'm aware, but there's fans out there that are still believing. I'm just asking them why. Zach, every show, I think, for... A good amount of shows. We'll say 70% of the shows since the season started. What's been on my head? A New York Yankees cap. Yeah. Wow, you just... Is this the, is this the, the funeral? This is the American flag. Can you see? <laughs> that is a... That's not a black hat? It is, but oh. there's a flag. I say, Jesus. Nothing's good, and I'm going to tell you one last thing, and then we're off the Yankees. When it's out of reach, and you can't do it anymore, and you're done, please sit Aaron Judge. Let me I, don't need, I don't need that toe to be any worse than it already is right now. Don't play him anymore, please. Well, knowing your absolute idiotic management core, he'll probably finish up the season. Yes, and, and the competitor in him is going to want to, but the best now, play would be. I think it was. I think it was you who like looked up an article, and you're like, "Oh, this has got to be fake." There's no way they're saying some sort of history record. It has been since 1992. Since 1992, even when they missed the playoffs in 2008, in the mid 2000s or 2010s, excuse me. The New York Yankees haven't had a losing record since 1991 or 1992. That could change this year man that would be that if would yesterday be awesome. conv- dad if yesterday them blowing a 4 one really uh lead convinced you that their their season's done then you were late to the party the second they lost the series to the chicago white Sox, that's like i i, I already i already gave up on them but for most yankee fans that was the cherry that was the cherry and the, uh, that the was the writing on the wall but we got some more baseball news to cover here. Um, you mentioned the Miami Marlins in the uh, we're talking about the how they're very much in the race for the wild card position, a wild card uh, race. Anyways, both AL and NL right now, we have some very tight races, especially with Seattle surging right now, putting all the pressure on the Blue Jays. They uh, are in contention for the first time since April 2nd. Well, how you win like eight in a row? Let me pull up the MLB standings here just so we can get the wild card ideas. 
Okay, Rays. There. I mean, they've. I think they pretty much solidified a spot. Well, you know what? The way they've been playing. Well, okay let's, say let's, that. Yeah. let's wait because if Wander Franco. Yeah, that's, that's a true. Big bat, a big bat out of your lineup for a team that can't like really replace that like that. Big so, bat. Um, the American League guys we're looking now. Um, the one, two, three, the division leaders: Baltimore, Texas, and the Minnesota Twins. Which that is. It's uh, a shame. Anyways, the Red Sox yeah. or the Yankees or the Jays could be way above that. Yep. Um, and the wild card one, two, three for the wild card. First wild card spot, Tampa Bay Rays, 71 and 49. Houston Astros, 68 and 51. The Toronto Blue Jays, 66 and 54. And right behind them, with three less games played, the Seattle Mariners, 63 and 54. Mm-hmm. Boston, right behind them, 62 and 56. Yankees, how many games right, out? How many games out was Boston out? Boston's three games out. Seattle's one and a half games out. Yankees, five. Angels six and a half, and then it, I, I would say that's the cutoff point for me. Do not sleep on the Boston Red Sox. Red Sox just got Trevor Story back. Chris Sales on his way back. John Plouffe, if you're still here, which I don't know if you are, I'm saying it. Don't sleep on the Boston Red Sox. Jared yeah, Duran had a great month of July. Uh, Tristan Cassis had a great month of July. Don't sleep on them. There's a chance. And I, I agree with you. They're playing good ball, too. Um, and then if we're going down to the National League here, uh, the one, two, three for the division leaders, uh, Atlanta Braves, L.A. Dodgers, Milwaukee Brewers. The Dodgers are now running away with the NL West, in my opinion. That That is Arizona Diamondbacks have had a total collapse. collapse. Absolute collapse. The all-star break. And honestly, I really some things are meant to stay as is. A lot of teams think that. You know, maybe if we just bring in this guy and, and this guy, maybe sometimes just stick with what you got, man. Like, I know the sexy name is out there, but sometimes just stick with what you got. You know what the old saying is? If it ain't broke, you don't have to fix it. Well, it wasn't broke, but you know who is broke and didn't try to fix it? The Yankees. You know, Robbie, you're just going to keep taking years off your life. You keep thinking about that poverty franchise. Now, let me go sure. over the National League. Johnny Jr., let me go over the National League wildcard spots because this National League wildcard is tighter than a nun. Okay. The 14 year old Wanda Franco. Oh, my. Robbie, for fucking crying out loud, man. Jesus fucking Christ. I would assume probably not, but it's pretty freaking tight in the standings here. Philadelphia Phillies have the number one wildcard spot at 65 and 54. Right behind them, San Francisco Giants, one and a half games back, 63 and 55, and then it gets real close. Miami Marlins hold the third spot right now with a 62 and 57 record. Oh, yeah. A half game back of them, the Chicago Cubs, who just gave it to the Blue Jays this weekend, 61 and 57, a half game back. Also a half game back, Cincinnati Reds at 62 and 58. And then Arizona is still at number six with two and a half games back. They're done. I'm not even going to name done. them I'm as a team name. And the Padres are right behind there. I mean, the Padres, I guess, they're could done. still turn it around they're at done. some point. But, no, they're done. They're um, done. The way, the way I'm going to look at it. Those comments, no, what Juan, is Soto made, Juan Soto made a comment like, we basically just give up. We don't show any heart. We don't show any grit. When times get tough and we're down and out, everyone, it just feels like there's a more like, we give up. Well, I mean, he's not wrong because that team is absolutely no. stacked on paper. And I just read what your dad wrote in the comment section. 
<laughs> that one I'm not going to repeat. Um, yeah, I could definitely see uh, the way that I can see this this going up here is I could see the Cubs overtaking the Brewers for top spot in that division, and I think Miami is going to be the odd team out here. But then you also have to look at Cincinnati. They could like this is. I really have no way to guess who's going to finish in this playoffs here or how the seeding is going to end. Like I think you have more of an idea in the AL compared to the NL. The NL is kind of way more of a toss up. The NL. I feel like the only thing keeping the Cubs afloat is Cody Bellinger's bat, and at some point, sorry, the hot streak comes to an end at some point, and when that point comes. Who's going to pick up for Bellinger after that? Miami has options. Miami has Luisa Rice. They have Jazz as long as he's healthy. Jake Berger. They have their own De La Cruz. They have options outside of Chicago. Maybe Dansby Swanson. Yeah, Horner's been pretty good this year, too. Maybe Christian Morrell. Maybe Sierra Suzuki. Maybe Cincinnati. I mean, De La Cruz has been... The, the the focal point, but you still have Spencer Steer, Joey Votto, Jonathan India, Tyler Stevenson. Who else is the Arizona? I mean, Arizona's got the the only two guys that I would know on that team would be Carroll and fucking uh, Walker. If oh, I had to Christian Walker out of so give me give me the choices here. Who who are the teams I have to pick to pick that final spot? Okay, well so you, um, have, you have the Phillies in there. You have who who at number two? San Fran. San Fran. San Fran might not even be a mortal lock for all we know. Okay, I'm keeping Philadelphia in there for two and three. The teams are choosing between are San Fran, Miami, Chicago, Cincy, and possibly Milwaukee, depending Milwaukee. on which one. Well, Milwaukee has the division lead right now, though, so that, that would have right. to mean Chicago would have to overtake them. So right. I say they have a solidified right. playoff spot, whether it's wild card or division lead. Philadelphia, I'm going to keep Milwaukee there as a wild card or a division. Christian Yelch has been fucking incredible. You know what? We'll, we'll, just say, we'll keep it the way it is now. We'll say Milwaukee is a division leader. So you, you choose between Philly, San Fran, Miami, Chicago, and Cincy. The Giants kind of are going all in. I saw they called in another prospect today. I'm gonna, So I'm going to go. I'm going to keep San Fran in there. Philly, San Fran. The last one is either Chicago, Miami, Cincinnati. Hmm. This is this is this is a tough one, but you know what? I talked about Bellinger cooling off. Luis Arise had a great game against the Yankees on Sunday. Cincinnati's really electric, but if I had to choose one, I'm going to go with the Cubs. Going with the Cubs. Going with the Cubs. I think I could probably agree with you on that. It seems like they're kind of connecting. They're clicking uh, when they should be clicking here. Trevor, uh, you so did tell us that Dalvin Cook wasn't going to sign with the Dolphins, and I'm so going to tell you you're going to get a lot of angry phone calls tomorrow. But welcome to the show, Trevor. Welcome to the show. Um, And then the only thing I have left here on our, uh, on our MLB news, Robbie, is um, just out an absolute insane grab by Cedric Mullins. I mean, the guy comes back from his second injury of the season, and he just has not lost a step. No, no. I mean, the Orioles, all they did was bring in Jack Flaherty. But 
the bats are going to have to be really, really hot come the postseason because the pitching outside of their two relievers and Felix, uh, Felix Bautista and Cano. That's Jack definitely a weak point for him. Yeah, it's 100% a weak point. So they hope to address. Now, do you know why they moved the ball, the, the walls back, Zach? I can't say I do. Starting pitchers despised pitching there because of how close those walls were in left field because it was like a guaranteed home run. That's why they did it. Which makes sense. Um, Is it and- fair for one of Franklin Dunn or finished? Trevor, you know, Jack, you- I, I'm not even going to say that it's like completely over because you know what? At the end of the day, <laughs> team, some team, let's say the Rays get rid of him. Some team is going to take the chance. It's like, that like guy a, such a generational talent. It's like, we're, well, we want to win a World Series. Is there a Russian professional baseball league? Because I could definitely see him. So they have no problem with stuff like that. You could sign there, probably guaranteed. We'll play in the DR the rest of his life. Yeah, yeah that's true. Trev brought that up. Did you see the? You, obviously, you saw it with the Orioles. Yeah, Kevin Brown because he, he said that thing about how they can't. They, they, that's just so fucking stupid. First of all, he wasn't lying. They haven't won at the race field in how long, or they've had such a terrible record at race field. The guy's a commentator. He's supposed to be saying stats like that. Our yeah, and they're trying to cover it up, and he's trying to cover up too, like being a professional. But like, if you're gonna suspend him, then suspend everybody because it. This was planned way before by directors, producers. You know the graphics team. Like, it's ridiculous. It's just stating the facts and bad luck, bad luck, and a little bit of a distraction at some point too. I will agree with you on that one. It is uh, not not the best look at all. Not the best look at all. No. But that uh, that wraps up our MLB news there, Robbie. Do you do you mind if I do this? The NHL news is going to take pretty quick, but there's a. Uh, I do have some somber news to report for the NHL. John Plouffe, get your crying rag out. Uh, well, that's how the news I'm going to report to start out. The news I'm going to report is... Uh, oh, this one. Yeah, this yeah, is first, first round pick for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I believe it was 17th overall in 2021. Uh, Rodion Amarov. I'm pretty sure I probably just butchered his name, so I apologize for that. Uh, news came out today. He, he uh, when we, before, uh, after we drafted him, I'd say about six, seven months after that, he was known that he had a brain tumor. Uh, and then he's been battling that. I also saw like six, seven months ago that he had a clean bill of health and he was making a full recovery and coming back. Uh, but they announced today that he actually passed away from those complications. So very tough news to hear. You never want to hear something like that. Uh, never got a chance to suit up for the Leafs. Um, but I mean, not, not, besides the fact. Definitely sad news. You hate hearing shit like that. And uh, our thoughts and prayers are with the Amaral family. You know, normally, Zach, we'd like to make funny comments and have a good time around here. But I know when it's really bad, when you're having a hard time getting the words out. I mean, this guy. It was, it was a time and a place, you know. He, he got he got drafted to a prestige NHL franchise. Say what you want about their history of choking in the playoffs, but. The Maple Leafs are obviously one of the most, if not the most recognized, recognizable hockey team in hockey and didn't get a chance to suit up. But like what you said off camera, like this guy always found a way to be positive, bring positive energy, and positive vibes and be positive throughout the whole thing. And, you know, God has a plan and God decided he needed an angel sooner rather than later, unfortunately. Yeah, like I said, shitty news. We're not going to, we won't go too much in more in depth about it because I, I really don't know all the details about it. I know Robbie doesn't. And obviously, you know, we're, we're, we're a happy podcast here, but uh, sometimes you have to do the tough job of reporting some shitty news like this. May he so, rest in uh, peace. And I'm looking forward to when the Maple Leafs give him the proper tribute 
once well, a season. Hey, you know what? I mean, I, I don't know if this might come out sounding wrong, but Toronto Maple Leafs, you fucking go out there and you use this as some serious ammunition. You use this to fucking fire you up. You go out there and you win for this goddamn guy this year. Or at least lay it all on the goddamn line. Which I know they will. Which I know they will. Um, but you know what? Let's um let's brighten it up a little bit. How does that sound, eh? Ploof, uh, Ploof, I really hope you're still here for this one, by the way, because you're gonna love this. Uh, you are going to love this. Boston Bruins had Patrice Bergeron announce his retirement, which we talked about last podcast. And that was a big knock to their center le- center depth core. And the news that Boston Bruins fans did not want to hear came out today, or maybe not today. It was sometime this week. Today. today. It was today, yes. It was today. David Krejci announces his retirement from professional hockey, which I think we all kind of saw coming. Um, hell of a career. Great Bruin. Went and played a season in check, then came back. Um, was on the team that set the NHL season record that had never been lost in the first round of the playoffs, but you know what? That's none of the, uh, that's don't, besides don't, the fact, anyways. Don't. Um, but I'll tell you one thing right now. Obviously, the I had a feeling the guy was going to retire, but this this leaves such a hole for the Boston Bruins down the center. Like their center depth man is fucking horrendous now. Let me read you their their starting first line center so far listed on this website is Pavel Zaka, who, I mean, good player. Don't get me wrong, not a first line center. Second line center Charlie Coyle. Again, good player, not a second-line center. Morgan Geeky and Jesper Vokist are their third- and fourth-line center, which, I mean, again, exactly. Morgan Geeky is a good player. He's from Seattle. He's, he'll get you 30 points. He actually is not a bad third-line center. Jesper Vokist, yes, he's a little, not he's not a tough guy, not a gritty guy, fourth-line center, but I guess the fourth-line center or the fourth-line position is kind of changing. It's not more of a so much a grit one anyways. Trevor, I agree with you. I think Coyle will be a good, he'd be a good uh, or third line center. He's going to get chewed up second line center. Zach is going to get chewed up first line center. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with Boston this year. They're definitely not going to be the team they once were, but that is a guaranteed 1 million percent. Um, you're going to have to get some fucking serious goaltending at a line. all Mark. If you want to have anything, uh, anything close to uh, the season they had last year. Tell me if I'm wrong, but is it fair to say that once Detroit's dynasty went away, that the Bruins overtook the dynasty, like they Pit- the new dynasty of the NHL after the after the Red Wings? Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Okay. But well, say- actually, after the Red Wings, probably Chicago, and then after Chicago, it was Pittsburgh. But but like the Bruins have been a successful team for they've been, they've been very successful. They've only won one Stanley Cup though. They've been well since in in that time frame. Anyways, I, I you can't call anybody a dynasty when he won Stanley Cup. They've been a very, very good, successful hockey team. That's fair. But do you think this could be – obviously, they're not going to win as many games as they did last year, but is this a team that's now going to fight for a playoff spot, or do you I, think that- – Well, you know what? Hey, I said this last year, and I had to you know, kind of swallow my pride a little bit because obviously I was looked like a fucking idiot. They are going to be definitely fighting for a playoff spot this year. It, it, like, it's going to be a battle. You look at the Metropolitan – or the, uh, the Atlantic, just the East in general, actually. The East in general is fucking incredible. The Atlantic alone you have – yeah, Buffalo, that's going to be really good next year. Or not really good. Buffalo's going to be better next year. Ottawa's going to be better next year. Detroit's going to be a lot better next year. Leafs are probably going to be better next year. 
Florida is going to be the same team, which you saw what they did this year. Yeah, yeah. Sure they, 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 this is going to be a uphill battle. Carolina still in the East. Devils. Devils in the East. Carolina in the East. The Metro. I mean, Pittsburgh just got Eric Carlson. You can't put them out. Washington yep. still has Ovechkin. You can't really name them out. Do you count out the Rangers? The Rangers, I don't count them out either. They still have Shesterkin and Net. They still have Panarin as a four. They still have Adam Fox, the defenseman. The Islanders, they always find a way. They have great coaching. They're a very shut down team. There's another team that could easily Tampa. sneak their way in Tampa's there. In the East. Tampa Bay, exactly. That's what I mean. I, I, I think this is going to be very tough for Boston this year. I think it's going to be very tough. I look at a team like Detroit, who had an incredible offseason. They they brought in so many great pieces this year. Uh, Ottawa, same thing too. Yes, they lost to Brinkett, but you bring in a guy like Tarasenko. I know they made more was not. I'm blanking on who else they brought in, but they're going to be a better team as well. Oh, uh, Jacob Chikrin to the trade, the piece they got last year. That's going to bolster up the defense core as well. Oh, the Flyers. I think it, it's going to be a very rough year for the Flyers. It's going to be a very rough year, but yeah, it's, um, it, it it's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens to this Bruins team next year. I really hope Ploof is here because I was hoping he's going to be feeding me some chirps in the comp in the comment section. Ploof's clearly not here because he hasn't said a goddamn thing. It's been no. Trevor, Trevor, and more Trevor. Um, but that's kind of all I have for the NHL. Before we move on, though, Kale McCarr officially announces the NHL 24 cover athlete. You know what I find crazy about the NHL, uh, the NHL covers? You know, Sidney Crosby has never once been on an NHL cover. Yeah, we don't want to see his ugly face. All right, Robbie. Look at you. You you have to look in a mirror and look at that fucking absolute mug every day. I'm a think. I think I'm a very handsome, complexion young individual. Well, that's because you are, as you said earlier, retarded. Oh. Um, we got oh, some. Wow. We got some basketball news to talk about, the Robbie, and it got yeah, a little. Yeah, yeah. Oh Jesus Christ! It got a little spicy today. Oh, did it ever. For the basketball news. Oh, did it ever. Robbie, you know, get us going here. Get us As going here. As a guy who's been through it with this guy. I didn't play the audio when I first saw the video. About 20 minutes later, I go on my break, and then I play the audio of the video. I just see James Harden standing there talking, moving his hands. I'm not even reading the caption. I just seem like, wow, James Harden's not going to be a six or much longer. I'm like, oh, whatever the hell this is. He says, Daryl Morey is Fuck a liar, you, and I want no part of any organization he's a part of. Let me repeat myself, just to make sure everyone heard perfectly clear. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I don't want to be a part of any organization he's a part of. And when he went through his whole thing in Houston, there were two destinations he preferred, Philadelphia and Brooklyn. Brooklyn, because Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving looks very intriguing. Philadelphia, because of Daryl Morey. Yeah. So it didn't work out with the Nets. He started slacking. They trade him over. It, it, I don't know what has changed his mind on Philadelphia, but I'll tell you what. I, I got to find this tweet that I saw because this is the most absolute truth. Like Philadelphia, you know, you figure that they're going to be a powerhouse for years to come, you know, the second they start losing games and shit. Philadelphia, this is their track record right now. Oh, 2013. I was, was going to say this tweet too. I favored it as well. 2013, tw- traded 21-year-old All-Star point guard to Tank. I believe it was Drew Holiday. Actually, this was not the tweet I favored it. I favored another one. I think it was Drew Holiday. 
2014 drafted two players who wouldn't play. 2015 drafted their third straight center, and that had to have been Jahil Okafor. Because yeah, the probably. other two we're talking about are Nerlens Noel and Joel and Joel. 2016 hired their advisor's son to run the team. 2017, number one pick loses the ability to shoot a basketball. Now, that could be two ways. That could be Ben Simmons, who wasn't really a shooter coming out of college, or they're talking about Markel Fultz. It's Markel Fultz, because they picked Markel Fultz over Jason Tatum. Yep. 2018, GM trash star player on Twitter under burner accounts, hired a new GM with no experience. 2019, they trade Jimmy Butler to Minnesota. 2020, they fired their head coach. What the fuck's his name? What the fuck was his name? What the fuck was his name? What was his name? Oh, what was his name? That's going to kill me. It's going to piss me off because Ari used to bitch about him all the time. They fired him to bring in Doc Rivers. Then hired new GM. 2021, star point guard Ben Simmons demands a trade. 2022, investigate for tampering. 2023, once again, Star point guard demand trade. And I'm going to tell you what, Zachary, you could add something to the year 2023, 2024. Add it. I don't care what it is. Book it. Here it is. Philadelphia, the process is over. You lost Markel Fultz. You lost Jaheel Okafor. You lost Nerlens Noel. You lost Jimmy Butler. You've lost Ben Simmons. And the next one on the list, Joel Embiid will not be a 76er by the end of the season. When it's all said and done, wow. heading into the following season, whether it's a trade deadline, when it's after the season, Joel Embiid will not be a Philadelphia 76er. You whether he goes Robbie. to Miami, whether he goes to the New York Knicks, whether he goes to the Toronto Raptors, I'll tell you one thing's for sure. He's been through Ben Simmons. He's been through Markel Fultz. He's been through James Harden. He's been through Jimmy Butler. And you can't keep these guys. You're worse than the Brooklyn Nets. I'm going to say it. They're worse than the Brooklyn Nets. They're going through players like hell. Yeah, it is like a uh, it's just a cycle over there. And, uh, you know, Trevor, Trevor, cover your ears here because trust the process, Philly. Why don't you guys trust these nuts? Oh, wow. Why don't you guys trust these nuts? You you just hold them and caress them. Because you guys are nowhere. You guys are going nowhere. You guys are nothing. Shit organization. Well, that's the truth. That part there. Why Leonard made Joel Embiid cry? You know, and that's you know for the 76ers, it was oh, Kawhi's for the Brooklyn Nets, it was Kevin Durant's toe. I mean, these things just happen. Yeah, it, it seems like the basketball guys just you not know, want to see that team win, and I'm all for it. I am all for it. I am all Brett for Brown. It. Brett Brown was a coach I was thinking of. I knew it was something Brown. I just couldn't figure out what it was. Brett Brown. But yeah, we definitely had to. Uh, we definitely had to start with that off because that was some pretty fucking crazy news. Now, here's my reason why James Harden is mad at Daryl Morey. If you remember when Chris Paul got traded to OKC, a couple days before that, Daryl Morey told Chris Paul, you're staying, we're not getting rid of you. You lied. So let me tell you, son. James, you already came out and said that he's a liar. Zach, I hope you can hear me. Yeah, I can hear you. you Thank God. I was frozen a little bit. You called him a liar. Why don't you expose the truth? And Kyrie comments saying that Daryl Morey is basically a liar too. Let me tell you something. Why don't you all expose the truth? Expose the truth about the Philadelphia 76ers, James. And while you're at it, expose the truth about the Brooklyn Nets. Why are these we, players we would so all love to hear it. 
Why are they so scared? Because you know what? Mikael Bridges, Nick Claxton, and Cam Johnson talk nothing good about the Brooklyn Nets. What is it? Is it that they hold you to the same accountability as the every player on the team? If you remember in the Dream on Green Kevin Durant podcast uh, episode on Dream on Green show, they talked about how Steve Kerr coddled Steph Curry, and they were offended by it. Is it that you weren't being coddled? Is it that you weren't, you know, you weren't treated to a higher standard than the rest of the teams? Is it is it a contract issue? What is the problem? Well, I guess we'll never know. I guess we'll never know. It's a confidentiality right there. But I'll tell you what. That is the worst possible thing. I mean, we talk about the James Harden fat suit. The worst possible thing is to come out and say the guy who's in charge of basketball operations is a liar and you want no part of any organization that he works for after you had a great relationship with him in Houston. Yeah, that is it's, yeah I think thing. his name is going to be back on the trade table now. Where? I was a guessing going to take him? I, the know, the, I tell you what, the, the price is going to be a lot lower now. If you haven't learned about what they did with Ben Simmons while they made him sit there and wait, they will do the same. They still have, because he opted in. He opted in. He's a sixer. He did not doubt. He opted in for the money. He made that mistake. Idiot. You're stuck. Well, moving on from Mr. Harden. That's, I mean, but not moving on, I guess. We'll say, well, it'll be interesting what's going to happen with him, but. We do have some uh, some basketball Hall of Fame inductees. We do to uh, to go over here, and I got the list right here. Well, I mean, I had the list of the people that I knew. You know, there was a few names on this list, and I'm like, ah, yeah, go with the recognizable ones. Obviously, uh, the names: Dwayne Wade, Dirk Nowitzki, Paul Gasol, Tony Parker, Greg Popovich, and just to throw her in there, I also put Becky Hammond in there as well. That's fair. All inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame. I, I mean, all I feel like her. It's, I don't really know too much about Becky Hammond's track record, but I know she's been kind of Popovich's. First female, I think, assistant coach in NBA history. Now she's killing in WNBA. Yeah, I'm gonna lie to you. When, we, when the Raptors were doing their uh, their head coach search, I was not mad they were interviewing her. Like I was, I was making yeah. jokes about it, obviously, but I think she actually would have been a very, very legitimate candidate for us. Uh, and then, I mean, Wade, Nowitzki, Paul Gasol, Parker, Popovich, all very obvious picks. I, I like where uh, Popovich talked about. He's like, I was hard on Tony. Some of the things that I did, because it was a different time, like 15, 20 years ago, I'd probably be arrested for now. Isn't that right, Tony? Tony's not. I said, he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you would. Yeah, well, you yeah would. I bet you Tony's not hating that right now. No. Can I tell you, son, dude? I didn't realize that the Hall of Fame nominations are coming up this soon. And it just hit me. Instead of like giving out congratulations and say well deserved, this guy and Charles Barkley said it best. Petty Paul, Petty Paul Pierce, still shitting on Dwayne Wade for no reason, dude. And D Wade took the classy way out with a little bit of you know like snag at him too. Like you, you gotta get over it. Well, first get of all, over yourself. I know Paul Pierce was a hell of a ball player. He's not even in the same conversation as Dwayne Wade. Not even close. Not even in the same not fucking even. breath. I make the argument that Jason Tatum might be better than Paul Pierce. I ain't going to lie. Well, the end of his career, guaranteed, will be better. But you know what, Boston, right now, you very, very well could be right. This guy wants to talk about, I didn't have, well, like, 
I get it. You didn't have Shaq like D Wade had, but it was literally Shaq and D Wade. You had Kevin Garnett. You had Ray Allen. You had Rondo. You had Eddie House. You had assets around you. D Wade and Shaq led that team for Miami. And if you want to do the whole thing with LeBron and Bosch, that's fine. Go ahead. Cry about it. You had your chance. And damn it, I'm going to bring him up. I'm not trying to bring him up every time, but damn it, you had your chance in Brooklyn. You had Darren Williams. Joe Johnson, Brooke Lopez, you brought your boy KG over. You had Jason Terry. You guys couldn't get the job done. Get over yourself, dude. Yeah, fuck you, Paul Pierce. You're not dude. welcome on the show. I wouldn't want Paul Pierce in the show, honestly. Yeah, fuck that loser. I would take Kevin Garnett. I'd take Ray Allen. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. No, I wouldn't want them on the show. Are you kidding me? I'm KG be funny as hell. KG yeah. is funny. I just like talked about his acting career. Chauncey Billups. Chauncey Billups. <laughs> Uh, but very much, very big congratulations to all those guys that got inducted there. Ooh, uh, and Lady, of course. And Lady, yeah. Um, um, you know, there was someone trying to make an argument that D. Wade's not a Hall of Famer because he had LeBron and Bosch and stop. All I know is I watched, uh, last night I was having trouble sleeping, so I was going down the YouTube rabbit hole, and I came across um, some highlights of Wade and LeBron <laughs> during their Miami run. I mean, that is that not arguably like just the most, like some of the highlights these motherfuckers pulled off were out of this world. Oh yeah, it's probably the greatest highlight reel of a duo ever. And <laughs> yeah, like I do. I was saying, sitting that's saying oh, right shit. there with Pippen and Jordan. That's saying it's right there with Shaq and Kobe. It's right there with Katie and Curry. Just I think insane. it's the greatest dynamic. I think it's the greatest duo in NBA history. You know what? That time period, greatest dynamic duo in NBA history. I think, I think so a lot too. Of people really sleep on Dwayne Wade. I think a lot of people really do sleep. Like, if you had to talk all-time grading sh- greatest shooting guards, you're talking Kobe, you're talking Jordan, and at number three is probably Dwayne Wade. And how can, like, the, like Paul saying, this, oh, I didn't have LeBron and I didn't have this. Dwayne Wade stayed with the Miami Heat. They came to play with Dwayne Wade. It wasn't like he was fucking going out and jumping from team to team to win a championship. The, do you know why he left Miami when he did to go to Chicago? I can't say I do. He felt underappreciated. He was, do you know, his whole time in Miami, he was never the highest paid player on the team. You will never guess a player that was paid more than Dwayne Wade. LeBron, I think, was paid more than D. Wade. Shaq, I think, was paid more than D. Wade. There's one player you would never guess, so I'm just going to come out and say it. Yeah. Jermaine O'Neal was making more money than Dwayne Wade. That's ridiculous. I don't think I've ever heard of that guy before. So yeah, that's a little bit I uh, have. ridiculous. Uh, but as I said, congratulations. And I, I heard you mention KD in that little uh, in that little thing. I know we've already kind of talked about it, but the matchup is now officially finally set. We're seeing a LeBron versus KD matchup for the first time since 2018 this season. Knock on wood. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That is true. That is true. We hope to God it comes out because I mean, it, those guys are electric. See two of the best of it. That would have been a pretty good Christmas Day game, I think. Yeah, I think it was KD who didn't play in that Christmas Day game. And then last year, KD played, I think, two or three times against the Lakers with the Nets and the Suns, and LeBron didn't play. Or And then there was one LeBron playing, KD didn't play. KD played when he was on the Nets, and then LeBron played when he was on the Suns. He didn't play on the Suns because he got hurt. So... Well, let's hope to God that this year uh, all prevails and we get the matchup that we're all we all want to see. Yes, we've been waiting five years for this. Please, 
And uh, the basketball news was a little bit slow today. So uh, the last thing I have here for us is Josh Hart re-signing with the Knicks. Four years, $81 million. I mean, I, I don't know if that uh, does that do anything for the Knicks. Dude, it sounds like it's it sounds like so much money, but like when the max like salary. Oh no, eighty one million for basketball is like making three million in hockey. Yeah, that's a the sad part is that's an average contract now. When you got guys signing for fucking three hundred million dollars for five years, which Ain't the game's gone global. Yeah, I, I think I was telling you, I saw some stat that they're saying that the first guy that's going to sign the four hundred million dollar contract with the way the projections are going in NBA is going to be Shy Gilligas Alexander. Yep. So it's only growing. That's what she said. Not to you, little dick. Well, maybe to uh, maybe to Wander Franco. Well, you know, she would have been very young to say that. So I don't even know if she knows that that's what she said. Jokes. I don't know if those have made their way around the playground while Wander <laughs> Franco was searching for his playground pussy. <laughs> God damn, Wanda Franco. Um, yeah, You're you know what? Home. The last thing I got on my list here, Robbie, for us to uh, to talk about here is the very, very big UFC fights coming up this weekend. Yeah. Let me pull yeah. up this card. I got so it. I could, you got it here? Beautiful. I got it. Uh, I think the most recognizable for the prelims is Chris Weidman versus Brad Tavares. Oh, hold on. Before we do this... um. Um, the UFC, um, Trevor did make a good point. Oh, shit, that was, I read that's a basketball player. We forgot to mention Jalen Hurts signing with the Jordan brand, too. We were talking about NFL. Mm-hmm. Throw that little snippet of information out there. Enjoy that big chunk of change. Congratulations, guy. And not to mention, Trevor, why don't you go ahead and hit? You did not believe in Jalen Hurts. You were saying all last year in the beginning of the season, you didn't believe in Jalen Hurts. He wasn't the guy. Jalen Hurts is the guy. Very much so. Very much so. Well, it takes a man to uh to admit his mistakes. Absolutely. And that's why Trevor's one of the best of the biz. Ploof, are yeah. you going to this, by the way? Do you know where this it's in Boston, Massachusetts? Ploof. How much are tickets looking like? Probably pretty expensive, I'd have to assume. Should should I should I check? Yeah, do a little check. All right. Let me go and uh stub up here. Sp- stub up. Feel free to uh sponsor us whenever you uh want to hear that would be what's happening i honestly zach i haven't really been excited about ufc too much this year i mean they've had some good cards but um i feel like the thing with dana white does is he makes like some of the card he has to do a better job i think of spacing out the the talent because he'll front load a card and just put four or five amazing fights on it and then we'll get a weaker one and then we'll get a really good one. And then we'll get an okay one. You know what I mean? It, it, there's no like consistency with it, I find. Okay. So when I tell you it's not that bad, it's because when I was looking at Madison Square Garden, when they had uh, Meatball Molly and like there was a couple other, like I think John Jones was making his return. I was like, you know what? I definitely want to go. John Jones make his return until I saw the ticket prices. It was $619 before fees. I'm going to guess 219 Cheapest ticket right now is three fourteen. That's actually really not that bad. I would still never spend the money, but considering what their normal prices are. That's not that bad. I'll tell you my one of my favorite sports memories of all time. I went to go see UFC in Toronto um, back when. Oh, thank you, Trevor. I'm good. 
when Max Holloway won uh, his first title fight against uh, Anthony Pettis, which was supposed to be Daniel Cormier versus Rumble Johnson in the finals, but nonetheless on the main card. I sat second row platinum, so I was probably 10 feet away from the octagon. That was the shit that I saw that night was the craziest shit I've ever seen. One of the fights I saw actually recently got inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame. The Duhoy Toy versus Cub Swanson. The fuck it. Oh, I'll send you a snap. You know what? Actually, I hope to God you guys can hear this because this uh, was one of my reactions while that fight was going on. I just got to scroll down right to the bottom. I snap chat here. Okay. Trevor, I don't need any. Tell, um, thank you for tell, stopping. I don't need Trevor. I don't need any more updates about the Braves whooping our ass. Okay, thank you. Tell me if you can hear this, Robbie. I'm going to play it now. Okay. No. Nope. I don't understand why this thing doesn't work. Anyways, I'm just losing my fucking marbles because this this Duhoy Choi guy would just be sitting there on the fence. Just, I think he got knocked out like six times while he was standing up. And then he would just fucking figure it out and he would come back with a kick or something. And, I, and while the fight's going on, I jumped up with my beer. I'm sitting behind this row of, there's like six guys in front of me and they're all up and coming fighters. I've met all these guys, they're all nice guys. I spilled my entire fucking beer all over the head of one of these up-and-coming fighters while this fight was going on, and I thought I was going to die. Thankfully, the guy was a really nice guy, so I dodged a bullet on that one. Where, where did you... Where did you, where you well, he turned around, so it was while this fight was going on, he turned around, and you know what? It was an Asian guy that I spilled the beer on, and it was an Asian guy fighting, and the fight was so crazy. I feel like that might have helped me out a little bit. He felt a little bit of Asian pride, Asian brotherhood going on with the guy in there. Um, but yeah, he uh he turned around, freaked out at me. He's like, uh, Yo, you fucking watch your beer, bro. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Uh, and then the fight ended, and he turned around again. I'm like, well, here it is. Here's where I die. And he goes, <laughs> Hey man, swear for yelling at you there, man. I don't even mean to do it. I was like, Phew. You're sorry, buddy. I am sorry. Like my apologies. And then I told him, "If you ever say that shit to me again, then I'll fucking curb stomp you." Is what I told him. I didn't say that last part. But let's get into some UFC 292. Robbie, how do you like them apples, huh? I like apples. I like pears more so. The first fight. Um, yes. let me go through the. You know, I'll see if there's any notable prelims here. Oh, there is a notable prelim. Chris Weidman's fighting in the prelim. That's what I said. Oh well, there you go. I didn't hear you. Idiot. Chris Weidman versus Brad Tavares in the prelim. Weidman comes in at a plus 22 underdog. I don't really know too much about this Brad Tavares. I know Weidman is getting old. Don't expect too much from him. So I'd probably have to choose Brad Tavares in that one. Yep. Uh, the first fight of the main card, we have uh, Marlon Chito Vera versus Pedro Munoz. Ecuador versus Brazil. Chito comes in at a minus 185 favorite. Pedro Munoz comes in at a plus 154. I'm going with Cheeto. That guy's a fucking weapon. No, Munoz. All right, we have our first uh our first uh mixed opinion here. Uh the next fight, we have Cody, the nickname I gave him, Glass Chin Garbrandt facing off against Mario Bautista. Don't know much about Mario Bautista, but he comes in at a minus 298 favorite to Cody Garbrandt's plus 24. I- I'm going to have to go with Bautista on this one. Garbrandt has just given me no hope. Over his last fights, he is he's too weak now. He gets knocked out cold, left, right, and center. Yeah, I don't like Garbrandt at all. I don't like him, so I'm going Bautista as well. 
Uh, the third fight in the main card. Now, no odds released for this one because Neil Magny came in on 10 days notice to take over for, I can't remember who got injured. Somebody got injured. Um, and, uh, fuck, why can't I remember who that was now? See if you can search it up. Search up uh, Ian Gary versus who? Before Ian Neil Magny came in. Gary opponent. Or versus who? Neil Magny in short notice. Let me just uh, click the article here. Yeah. say. Uh, Ian Gary announced in the MMR that he's teamed up. I don't give a fuck that he joined up with Jake Paul. Jake Paul's a cock. There we go. Was it Jeff Neal he was supposed to fight? Maybe it was. I don't know. Because it's not coming up with the name of this article here. Hold on. Okay, you know what? Let me it, with the, let me see if I can go to the score app here. I know they'll have something Jeff with Neal it. Jeff Neal out. Yep, Jeff Neal. Jeff, Jeff Neal, Neal was okay, out. So- Neal back in. Jeff Neal out, Neil Magnin on 10 days notice, and he's fighting the crazy Irish Ian Marchato Gary. Uh, Neil Magny is a badass, don't get me wrong, but a 10 days notice fighting a crazy Irish motherfucker, I'm going to have to go with uh, with Mr. Gary in this one. Learn my lesson with that. Uh, Parker's first UFC fight was like on like 10 days notice as well, and he got rock, unfortunately. So, yeah, I'm going with the Irishman as well. Yeah, that training does a big does a lot for you. Um, the co-main event is the women's strawway title belt. Zhang Weili. Zhang Weili versus Amanda Limos. Zhang uh, Weili. Lesbian versus Lesbian. I'm going with Zhang Weili out of China to take the title. Okay, this and, is the moment you've all been waiting for. The main card of UFC 292. Features the Bantamweight title bout from Jamaica, fighting out of the red corner, Algermaine Sterling. And fighting out of the blue corner. It's not working, bud. Sugar Sean O'Malley. Is it the opposite colors? I had a feeling it was. It's okay. Sugar Sean O'Malley. Coming in to try to take his first ever UFC title at the very young age. Actually, he's not, he's, sorry, he's really not that young, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. He's like 16 on his UFC career, at least. Or UFC or MMA career, one of the two. I mean, he's been the probably the most interesting. Yeah, like I'm just going to say prospects in general for the UFC, like not even just Bantamweight. Uh, but he's going to have his fucking hands full here against Aljamain Sterling. Um, so what are you taking? Al Jermaine comes in at a minus 258. Sugar Sean comes in at a plus 215. I love Sugar Sean. I think Al Jermaine Sterling is going to fucking destroy him. I think he's going to destroy him. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, the referee, referee Herb Dean, has called stop, stop to this contest, contest at three minutes and 23 seconds and round, round number three. three. Declaring your winner. winner. By knockout and new undisputed UFC bantamweight champion of the world, Sugar Sean O'Malley. Well, Robbie has his pick. 
So Robbie's taking sugar. I'm taking Aljamain. Um, before we get back into this, I just noticed a comment here from Ploof. <clears throat> why does Robbie's room look like something out of an amateur porn? And why is Zach on the actual casting couch from his lovely wife, Zoe? Um, Ploof, let me answer that question for you. Me and Robbie, uh, this was all in the same room at one point. We had to split it up a little bit. So he got the porn room and I got the porn couch. And let me just tell you, Ploof, I'm putting this thing to a lot more work than he's putting that room to, sister. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, debatable. Yeah, Robbie's just doing a lot of jerking off in that room. Uh, Ploof, Robbie was asking you earlier, too, if you uh, if you were attending the USC this weekend in Boston. or I'm, I'm assuming you'll probably just be hitting up one of those bars down there near Fenway or down there near TD. Maybe somewhere in Southie. In where? I don't know. I remember when I went to Boston. I think I went to a bar and they called it Southie. Oh, I thought you said Saudi. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, speaking of Saudi, actually, going a little bit off topic here, they get another soccer oh, player. Fucking Neymar taking the oh. bag now. Going, They just got Neymar just signed with Al Halal of Saudi Arabia, the same team that offered, uh, I think well, the I same team five, that offered Mbappe. I saw five Premier League teams uh, denied uh, bringing in Neymar, and one of them was my uh, Chelsea Blues. They said, nope. Yeah, he must have a big personality problem. That's what I'm thinking. Like, why else would you turn that guy down? He's a hell of a talent. But you know what? The way you look at it this way, I don't know fuck all about soccer. But if you have Messi, Mbappe, and Neymar on the same team for like four straight seasons and you don't win one Champions League trophy, there's a fucking problem there. Somebody's the problem on that team. No kidding. One of my um, coworkers put it to good perspective. I don't know what Ronaldo's marital status is, but I think he made a great point why Messi didn't go to Saudi take all that money. You realize how like bad the like laws are for women out there in Saudi? Like it's really oh, bad. Like, yeah, sort of figure whatsoever. It makes total sense why you know. Them you know, there's one there's one person in Saudi Arabia that has a law exemption to sleep in the same bed with someone that's not his wife. Yeah, it's and that's it's Cristiano bad. Ronaldo. <laughs> Oh, wow. When he went to Saudi, they had to change that. They, they basically give him the exemption of the rule where he's. Yeah, you're a God. You, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, that's. Uh, but yeah. I saw I saw some other shit, too, with that contract. If he posts anything in support of Saudi Arabia on social media, he gets 500,000 euros. He gets 50,000 euros every time they win. It, so he has a chance to make a shit ton of money. I mean, if I was that guy, I would just be fucking a Saudi national for a goddamn year. I would be posting shit all over the place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, be using that. Um, but yeah, that's I mean, that's kind of it for all the sports news today. A nice another two hour show. It was supposed to be a short show. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to be a two hour, but I tell you, this was a fun one. Really today. Here. It was. It always is a fun one. And you know what's going to be more fun? Come after Labor Day weekend. NFL season will be here. Damn straight. I'm excited. I am horny for some NFL football. I said it. Horny. Robbie is, as the kids would say, fully erect, or as Wander Franco would say to the kids, oh, no, fully erect. <laughs> All right. I got to get off of here. I got an early wake-up call in the morning, another 4 a.m. wake-up call. Absolute heartbroken. Seahawks, what happened? Here we go. Where is it with Collins? Oh, no. Seattle Seahawks player Alex Collins has sadly passed. What came to a you know fun episode 
has now come to a sad ending. I don't think we reported one death on this show since I've been a part of the the, uh, the sports cave, and we've had two fucking deaths before today. Very tough. Very, very tough. That is. I kind of wish we would have ended the episode about two minutes ago. He was a former running back for the Ravens. Uh, he recently played for the USFL. Um, I don't see where it shows a cause of death, but damn. May you rest in peace. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Robbie's now laughing after announcing a death. That's always a good sign. I'm going through Twitter, and it says athletes who proved age is just the number. Tom Brady, 45. Wanda Franco, 14. Ah, <laughs> uh, Wanda Franco is in deep here. And, um, and this I think we got to get out of here before we say something. Yeah, going back to the church, though, that, that's very sad. Rest in peace. Uh, I think we got to end it at that because we're going to say some shit here. It's going to go bad. Rest in peace, Alex Collins. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for tuning in for another episode of the Sports Cave. Oh, Lord. I'm so sorry, Alex Collins. I, I scrolled across that and I had to say, I'm sorry, Alex Collins. Rest in peace. Zachary, before we get any more trouble, take us out. You guys have now witnessed another electric Monday night episode of the Sports Cave here, folks. Um, we would like to extend a happy birthday wish to our co-host here, Robbie Clark, who turns 28 years young on Wednesday this week. Um, now, Robbie, for your birthday, do not pull a Wonder Franco. Just enjoy yourself. And with that, guys, let's get out of here. Stay sexy, sports cave.